probably good on Twitch. I have no clue. Okay, so we're on. That's that's our cue. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's just me and Charles today. Andrew is uh, busy. Too busy for, for us, but don't worry. He's got important things to do. Just us, and we're doing our 78th episode here. Sports Goofs. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Another day at the office. You know, balancing out everything. Happy to get my little de-stressor right now. Mm. Since the, you know, gotta, gotta switch it up a little bit. We can only legal so much, ladies and gentlemen. We can only play so much video games until we roll our eyes. And then not watch sports, even though we are a sports-oriented show, out of fear of, you know, <laughs> Jinxing. ruining everything. Yeah. You know, even though I did watch Mightiest Sports yesterday. So it was interesting. I, I will say this. If you have your daily gratitude, I think my gratitude of yesterday would be I watched, like, two football games and a baseball game. Mm. And it all led to success on all ends because there was fantasy football implications. We'll talk about what the formerly known Big Papa Dumps, you know, was doing now that he's trash with trios. Um, and give shout-outs there. But I'm good, man. Surviving. As Freddie says, hey, Freddie, NHL drafts tonight. So that will be a lot of Charles going saying, hmm, that sounds – I'll be basically playing the game of can I pronounce this without even can, messing it up. Can you pronounce the funny Canadian-European names? Yeah, yeah. can we do this, you know, even though uh, it shouldn't be that hard? How you doing? What's Francisco's world like? Uh, You know, work work i mean i just prepped for the show about an hour ago <laughs> he prepped yeah I, I just put everything prepped. together i'm like ah let's just let's just throw this together and uh let's see what happens I, I i put my bird away uh i have a bird for some reason now um <laughs> and uh yeah yeah it's been it's been quite a day a successful day at least and, and at the office you would say so that's good um just uh, trying to motivate myself. I downloaded a Doom mod that I'm going to play tonight after this. So I'm actually excited for that one because it's kind of like a Skyrim type of mod, which is... So basically we're going to go and follow... Um, instead of saying Fosroda, you're just going to have guitar ripping, slashing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Valorant is sponsoring us again. And they are... Hey, they, 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 they know good quality. Yeah. You know, like we know good quality, real recognizes real, ladies and gentlemen. We recognize Valorant Act 2 now available, new agent, new battle pass, new content. Play now. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, a, there's a new game came out, was it Rogue Squadron or Rogue something? Yes. Rogue, Rogue Company? I, I think that's what it's called. Uh, th that popped out. It, it was on the Switch. I downloaded it, but I haven't even tried it yet. I might try it sometime this week just to see what it's like. Uh, I try all these free-to-play things just for, like, Maybe maybe like half an hour, a good half an hour. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna waste my time on that. Most most of them are like that, so they're stocking stuffers. But I, you know, for anybody, any parent out there, or any poor person who has a switch, we encourage you to play those because at least you get some time occupied. Yeah, yeah. Now Rocket League's free to play, so if anybody's down for that, you can do Over that too. Overwatch is going to do a free trial for their Switch, and I think you're going to get that a lot for the the last gasp of the generation of consoles. Granted, that when I say last gasp, it's really like two more years, because not everybody wants to shell out over seven hundred dollars for a new system along with the television. Yeah, yeah, PS PS Five and Xbox Series X. But uh, I mean, I, if I if I was somebody, I'd be leaning towards Xbox at this point. They've kind of been killing it, and as far as the uh, 
it's, the it's features, the higher quality. Yeah, the features and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I probably won't because I have my gaming PC. It pretty much is that anyways. And I'll get game. I could get Game Pass on it anyways. So it, it's not much of a difference. The the Oakland A's are useless. As useless. The, they're on Trash. The, they're on the bottom right of our screen. I got All-Star Baseball 2001 on the screen as well. And it's uh, it's the Astros versus the A's too. And it looks like Craig Vigio just got a hit, so the A's are useless in the video game realm as, as well. So, um, all right, I guess we can pop into our topics for today. We'll talk about the NBA later. I have scores up here. The WNBA Finals is up there. I think Seattle's up 2-0 on Las Vegas in the series. So um, there's that. Uh, NFL Week 4 happened. Uh, I do have uh, segments ready for that too. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. But uh, let me actually, I could pop out some some small segments now. I might as well. Let's, let's do it. Let's get let's get these out of the way. Let's let's do some. It's called foreplay, folks. Yeah. So let let's let's go with this. Ooh, okay. Uh, Google Docs has a dark mode now on. Uh, on iPhone, so that, that 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 helps a lot. I love dark mode. How you liking the new iOS? I I download them like every three updates. The the thing I like most on the new iOS is that I can watch videos, uh, while I'm using other apps. So if I'm I would on... imagine that kill my battery though. Oh, uh, uh, it actually doesn't as much as I mean because the, the videos are playing in the background anyways, so it's just pretty much just showing it off. I mean. Uh, they, I think they did like another like mini update because before my battery was like heating up, and I, it fixed it. So I think they're, you know, relieving some issues with it. But I like it. Uh, that's that's kind of the big feature that I've been using the most is just I could peruse Twitter and watch videos at the same time. So that that just makes it a lot easier. Uh, let's see. Well, let's go with. I already talked about that. Uh, let's go you go girl gosh let's start with that let's do it all right so i was going to do this last week but andrew came up with a more lightning oriented one which was uh completely called for i actually remembered that but i didn't remember to use it as my uh as my highlighted uh woman in sports so this time i've got a different one and it's Sarah Thomas. You know who she is, Charles? Sure. <laughs> she's, Maybe? She's the uh, only female NFL official. Oh, I, I'm, I'm more a part of, like, I think her name is Becky Hammond, the uh, assistant coach at the Spurs, who should be getting... Um, well, should, yeah, we'll, we'll highlight Yeah, we'll highlight some of them as well in the future. But I... Uh, but good for Sarah Thomas. Yeah, Sarah mm-hmm. Thomas. So uh, she's in the NFL. She went to the University of Mobile. Uh, first female uh, official in the NFL. Well, she's got a lot of firsts in her in her resume. That that's one of them. First female uh, official in a college bowl game. That's another one. Uh, she played softball in high school. Played basketball and received a scholarship to the University of Mobile. So, uh, and then she started officiating back in 1996 and basically moved up the ranks bit by bit. Uh, I guess rec leagues and then high schools and then college and now the the big times NFL 
And uh, this this came to my attention because uh, the NFL tweeted out uh, a pretty cool tweet. They had um, it was the the Cleveland Browns versus the Washington Football Team. Uh, <laughs> that's I mean, always that's always really funny call to say. Them that or can we just call them Redskins and just accept the fact that it what it is? I like so I like calling them the Football Team because uh, you know it, it, it's it's kind of like they're they're irrelevant anyways. So oh, we, we might as well just make give them a relevant name. But shouldn't we just call them, you know, the Washington sports ball team? Because that's always kind of like the <laughs> millennial memes of it. Yeah. And I think they should really run with it because meme culture is what pushes a lot of those young attendees anyway. You got to be, you know, be hip to be square, right? So to hip to be square, something like that. Huey Lewis, mm. Huey Lewis kids once educated us on this. So, but <laughs> yeah, and it was most notable because it was, uh, you had the female official, and you had two female coaches on both sides of the uh, of the field, basically. So one on the Washington team, and one on the uh, on the Browns. So so that was a pretty cool moment in football history. Of course, you had of course the the trolls, and and not just trolls, but people who genuinely hate. That. Misogynist. Yeah, misogynist, you know, chauvinist. Same people who hate Doris Burke on the yeah. NBA Finals, even though she gives clear-cut analysis of yeah. how to play yeah. the game. Or, or Doris Burke or whoever, you know, just just people like that. Um, that, that just, they, they can't handle it. They, they, they're all up in their fields. So that's that's my uh, uh, woman in sports highlighted for this week. So yeah, there you go. Sarah Thomas. Can I can I piggyback on this because what I think is important is when it comes to officiating, all it is is just knowing the rules. So if you have a problem with somebody who has probably better eyesight than Ed Hockley Jr. <laughs> or I don't know if he's a junior. I mean he might she might not have the guns like Ed Hockley has, but I bet you she has a better clear vision because damn it, do they miss a lot of pass interference or Jerome Bigger? I, I, I'm surprised we don't have any in, in Major League Baseball because I mean how many times can we look at Joe West's quadruple chin? Oh yeah, well that that right there is just a monopoly, pal. You or, know, someone's got to be recognized. Or you know, uh, I think Angel Hernandez is on one of the Empire crews in in, 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 one, in one of the bubbles. So Please. that is not going to please please people. I met Angel Hernandez by the way, a long time ago when I was a, uh, I think like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, he was at he was hanging he was at the batting cages that me and my dad were at and like gave me some tips. I'm like, okay, well. I wish you applied it to real life. Jesus. But I, I never got that. And then, because here's the thing. It's not like we're... we're... So I, I, I get the, the criticism against him, but I'm like, he was a pretty nice dude outside of the field. <laughs> Look, you can always be nice. Yeah. Everybody's a nice person. Yeah, you can you be know. nice and suck at your job. That's true. I'm sure Hitler was nice to somebody, oh, but no. it's still Hitler. No, no, so, no, no, no. You know. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I know Andrew's not here, but no. The point being, the point being is that, no, you know, no. some people don't do their jobs well enough and a lot of them tends to be umpires or us. But, you know, I don't understand the criticism for Fisher. I don't understand the commentary for it because even if you say, well, she never played professional basketball or men's sports. Well, there's an obvious answer. You either let them or you respect the fact that WNBA is just as effective for the you know players to turn analysts mm-hmm. or that anybody could be fans of the sport and be knowledgeable of it instead of some jackass well, who I, just plays nba 2k and thinks he shoot threes every time that's, well, that's how you win that's the stigma against uh female uh, any woman in sports whether it's a reporter or a podcaster or a blogger 
or an athlete or an official or a broadcaster it, it does or even worse it, an executive it, yeah or, or an executive you, you uh, literally just need guys you know like an mba and some business administration going on there's here. always a stigma against them for being in that position and extra scrutinizing by people and it's like what sheesh man they did, they're, they're a lot better than than you are you know so well, especially since nfl and basketball baseball is and, not really this except for managers is a victim of recidivism and you know it comes a higher and, and we're not we're not simping here so it, it, we're not doing that i wouldn't even this, know what that means There's you don't know what simping is oh man. i know what it is but it's such a weak um pejorative <laughs> that it has no effect to me i know it, 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 like it, because first off, like everything else in today's culture, you had a short and a word that wasn't even long to begin with. Mm -hmm. So if you said simp from simpleton, you're a tool. Guess what, kids? I'm bringing that I, back. I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, yeah, I got to find that. I got to look at the know your meme section for simping because it, it is a whole thing. But it's always funny. It's always funny to see on the Internet. There was one. I'm, I, I, well, I, I mentioned him, Cemento Media, uh, a video that he did about uh, simp culture in a sense. I, I forgot this one chick that was like. Uh, she wore like a Bernie Sanders shirt, or whatever, and a bunch of guys followed her on Twitter. And then, like, maybe like two, three months later, uh, she posted a picture of her about to go out with her boyfriend, and she lost like forty thousand followers the next yeah. <laughs> the, the, the immediately afterwards. I'm like, oh, like God, did you all really expect the the this miracle to happen that you date her? You know. Oh, yeah. any semi-attractive woman and that's that's how it goes you know listen honey you either you either talk to us if we have mustards on our faces or nothing right <laughs> i don't know i i just never got the insults of it and i guess um it, it just became a word that kind of got behind but i mean simpleton this is a 1930s or a simp i'm like yeah i'm just calling him an idiot right i don't know i don't know all right, so that's that's uh, that uh, that turned into a social commentary towards the end there. Well, Freddie <laughs> brings up the best point, and we can kind of ease up on Charles's old. Plenty of male coaches have little or no playing experience. Yeah, well, I mean that's yeah. There's plenty of uh, male coaches are that in Major League Baseball that just get jobs. Like Aaron Boone is like, hey, hey, why don't you be a manager? See Rests on the laurels of the greatness of other people. Yeah, you know, and there's some guys that. Are, just suck at it like a certain guy that just got fired from houston so yeah. uh. <laughs> oh we'll get into that uh, we that, promise that'll be fun all right so sarah thomas you go girl you keep doing what you're doing keep doing uh, maybe, maybe, keep 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 rising up the ranks maybe you'll be in charge of all the officials and solve all of our problems um all electronic right electronic strike zone please and thank you oh yeah yes please let's let's get let's get those uh let's let's get our robot overlords into this all right uh i guess i can go to the next one well let's get this out of the way too i, I forgot to do this one in our lightning love fest last week uh, that's my bad uh, we already spent like an hour talking about the lightning so i guess i just kind of overlooked it um uh, hall of famer and i guess it would be more impactful if andrew was here but we'll just go with dave andrichuk that's who I was going to highlight. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer. Class of 2017. Left winger. Uh, drafted in 1977. First round. 16th overall. And he, have he of course, played uh, mostly for the Buffalo Sabres. And then the, the Leafs. 
the Devils, the Bruins, the Avalanche, and most notably here, the Tampa Bay Lightning, because that is the team that he won his one and only Stanley Cup championship with at the at the ripe yep at the ripe old age of forty. So he was one of those guys, Charles, that we were mentioning, one of those guys, those vets that they're getting to the end of the line and they finally, finally, they finally win the big one. Uh, you're, you're John Elway's, you know. Like, isn't that your f- best story, your favorite story? Yeah. Not even the lifelong guy who was on the team. They your Ray Borks, did. your yeah, your Dave Andrzejczyk, just guys that uh, toiled and, I mean, he, I mean, he stuck with the Sabers longer than he probably should have. Uh, a lot of players do, and uh, went to Tampa. Even though it looked like Buffalo was the more competitive team at the time, he went to Tampa. And lo and behold, they rise up and win the cup in 04. So, uh, and now it's uh, he's the Lightning VP of Corporate slash Community Affairs, which means that he has two Stanley Cup rings at this moment. He's in the Sabres Hall of Fame and, of course, the Hockey Hall of Fame. He was the Lightning captain from 2002 through 2006. And he played from 82 to 2006, so... Uh, he ended his career in Tampa, and and he hasn't left since. So let me ask you a question, and this applies to some players who become managers or coaches or a certain kind of administrative in that organization. Is it the? Does it feel just as good to get a ring or a championship title, doing the overseeing of things, or to be coaching, management, or administrative purposes as it is as a player? Because I was talking about Don Mattingly earlier with um, with my coworker, and if he just waited one more year, he would have gotten the World Series ring. And then of, from '96. I, I mean, but, you, you could say that, but then you could think butterfly effect. What if he was the? What if they couldn't get that missing piece, and it was him taking up a spot? I don't know. I mean, even though that Yank, that '96 Yankees team was full of like was the brand, the brand new guys, you know, the the initial uh, core. And then you had those the old heads. I mean, was it Daryl Strawberry was on that team? Doc Gooden was on that team. Just a bunch of ancient guys. Wade Boggs, as well, just trying to get one last hurrah in the in the league. So, but we were we were listening out because Manningly missed out as a player the last hurrah. But then he only joined Tory staff from 04 to 2007. Yeah, and mind you, he was the heir apparent, even though Cashman didn't want him for obvious reasons, but he wasn't even there for the final run of titles that right. we had for it. So it's just kind of like, ah, are they stuck in kind of that, that kind of hell that comes in? So it's always curious to me as you have somebody, and look, I don't know enough about hockey structure, but if you're any kind of community outreach or what have you, I think it's just as valuable if you do anything to set up with any working relationship with the talent and have the talent out there. You know, you don't get a ring if you're a soda pop guy, but you get a ring if you're, you know, helping the, even a nutritionist. The team nutritionist, the team doctor, in my head, can at least be worthy of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they hand out rings to, to everybody. I think a lot of teams do like, uh, like the the big ring, and then you got the smaller ring that has less diamonds on it, but has like the overall shape, anyways, to some of the lesser quote unquote staff. So, I, I think either way, it's still an accomplishment. She, she, if they're if they're handing it out to the janitor, I mean, you are a championship janitor. 
well, you could you say that met, to people, you know? I told you when I met Pat Pepler, who yeah, was yeah, on the organization, the and they gave him whatever, rings. Yeah, yeah Vitamin Shop, they gave him the rings, man. And, yeah. you know, it, it was no joke. So that that's kind of cool to me because it, it's I, just like an added perk. Yeah, right? I, I'll take a ring, you know? I'll, I, I don't care what I do. If the Marlins were to call me and just be like, hey, you want to just scrub toilets for us? It's like, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll stop being an attorney. Why not? <laughs> yeah, what, what's this? Uh, Jeter's got a, a super team popping out here? Sure, I'll, I'll scrub toilets for a season and see if I get a championship. Why not? <laughs> That's what I would do. Come out with that ring. I can always go back. I'll pay my dues. Don't worry. You know, I'll do my CLE. That's fine. <laughs> Worst comes to worst, I hawk my ring for uh, my advantages. But I can say, hey, look at this. Yeah, I can hawk my ring to play off my student debts. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's Dave Andrewchuk. This would be a lot more impactful if Andrew was here. I'm sure he could say some things. But, well, but remember, Andrew technically, technically was not spirit. a Lightning fan in 2004. That is true as well, yes. So, you know, he, he, love you, Andrew. You're out there listening, but his words are just a distant it's like being a friend of someone that you barely met that loaned you a pencil in high school so uh, all right so that's uh dave andrichak that's our hall of famer let's get another one out here better know minor league team and because uh your yankees won the first battle in the battle for the american league east we can say the the true battle for the al east the, the, the rays will hang up a banner but this is most assuredly, the true battle for the AL East. We have the Staten Island Yankees. That is who Whoop. I'm highlighting today. There you go. So I, I like when minor league teams are pretty close to their affiliates, uh, their major league affiliates. I like when they're they're all kind. They all have kind of like a a a, a common theme, like uh, a lot of the Yankees. Uh, teams are called the Yankees and have a similar-esque cap to the Yankees NY cap or whatever, or at least the color scheme and stuff. I know it's Tampa, like a bloodline. Tampa changed to the Tarpons, which is a historical uh, team in Florida, So, but it still kept the Yankees colors and stuff, which I, I can get too. But it's kind of like my wish that the Marlins minor league affiliates were all kind of nautical-based. That, But not all of them are. I wish Miami Minnows. The Miami Marlins, the Jupiter Hammerheads, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and then after that, it's just a hodgepodge of, of stuff. So I wish they all went with a, a fish or sea or water nautical theme. But anyway, Staten Island Yankees, that's who we're focus, focusing on. Uh, made in 1999. Uh, uh, so... Um, Watertown Indians and Onyanta Yankees. They kind of merged those two teams together to make this team here in the New York Penn League. Single A short season affiliate of the Yanks. Uh, they've won six titles now and uh, play at Richmond County Bank Park, Staten Island, New York, which has a fantastic view, by the way, in the outfield. You just see the city. You just see Manhattan in the background. It's It's a it's a fantastic point to to put the ballpark, and uh, yeah, that, that opened in two thousand one. Holds about seven thousand one hundred seventy one. And but we'll we'll get to the interesting guys here, the notable alumni. I'm sure Charles, there's a few there that you'll recognize, and some guys that of course went down for a rehab start or, or two because uh, it's not that far from the Bronx. 
So it makes perfect sense to send him down to Staten Island for some reps. And there you go. I mean, And they've retired five numbers. Uh, Jackie Robinson, which needs no explanation. Uh, Chin Ming Wong. Uh, Robinson Cano. Brett Gardner and Jason Anderson are the five retired numbers that they got there. But there's plenty of other Yanks up there that you can recognize. David Phelps. Uh, I remember he pitched for, I mean, the Yankees sent him to Miami. Uh, I forgot Willie Mopena was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice Willie Mopena. Uh, you got Brett Gardner. You got, uh, uh, of course, Robinson Cano. Uh, Phil Coke, uh, Melky Cabrera, and Melky his Cabrera. taking yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. That's no. right. Mark Melikon was just hanging around. A guy who, you know, he only got bigger later in life, I think. Yep. Same thing with Ian Kennedy. And that's the thing people need to realize about baseball. You know how many people are under the radar when they're young and you really don't know what their expectation is going to be if their development is slow? Yeah. Because a lot of these guys, and we're not talking about necessarily, and mind you, I'm not necessarily saying guys who are just getting slowly introduced versus the guy who are getting down on their whole startup because they were injured or need to get some simulation in there. There's some guys who just kind of toll around a little bit until they're ready, until they're called up. Um, I'm yeah. trying to see if there's someone, Jeff, God, Jesus Christ, Jeff Carson's. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I remember that's, that horror show. Sometimes you just, you, you'll draft guys and they just won't pan out. There's one guy on the uh, that was on the Indians, it's Josh Naylor. The Marlins drafted that guy. I remember he was pretty pudgy coming out of high school and then I, I don't know if he even came up with us but then we traded him to San Diego and then he came up with them he got in shape and all that stuff and then he hit some he had a I think he hit a home run in that series against the Yanks uh, with Cleveland so he made it and he's a part of what they're doing in Cleveland so sometimes it just doesn't work out with your team and then you have some of the guys here that did rehabs El Duque Jose Contreras Kevin Brown I forgot he pitched for you guys too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see, Phil Hughes, Octavio Dotel. There you go. And their uh, yeah. their mascot is Scooter the Holy Cow. <laughs> that is their mascot. Uh, I, I just wonder how that's gonna look. So we're gonna have like a cow like Chick Fil A with a halo on it. Uh, let's hold on. I back. Let's 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 yeah. see if we can get a get a look at him. Uh, Scooter. Uh, come on. Ah, come on. Why aren't you? Oh, no thanks. That's why. Alright. Scooter. Holy. Scooter the Holy Cow. So that's him. Uh, Let's see. Hopefully there's no Rule 34 that pops out for us. There he is. He kind of looks like Jeffrey the Giraffe's cousin. Yeah. For, okay, kid. So Jeffrey the Giraffe was the mascot of Toys R Us, the greatest place on Nerf as a child. Oh yeah, I love Toys R Us. Way back when, I mean, the, the, it was always I, I don't know about. I mean, I went to the Toys R Us. I was in West Palm Beach for like the longest of times, and um, it was always magical because the video game aisle at Toys R Us wasn't like it's not like GameStop or. Where you know all the games are all all you know empty boxes are all over the place, and or, or Walmart or Target where it's behind the big giant glass, whatever it was. It was like the paper slips, mm-hmm. the the paper yep. slips. So it was nothing more exciting when you did get it. Yeah, just going and grabbing your one thing. So uh, I wonder if there's like an image of that video game aisle. 
And the fun part of it, you know, they never let me down, even as an adult, because I remember when I wanted a Wii, and they were in such yeah. high demand and low supply, and I just walked in, yeah. and I just got it. Yeah, th there it is. This, the, the paper slips, you just go, and uh, yeah, man, that, that was the, the magic. You knew that the, the, the game was in stock when they had the slip there. You just pulled it out, and then you went on over to... And the video games were in, like, this section. Like, this kind of barb... There was, like, barbed wire and just, like, a chain-link fence around it. That's where, like, Toys R Us kept all the good stuff. The, the expensive stuff. And uh, you just... You presented it to the guy, and he just looked in the back, and he popped out with your game, and that was it. You paid for it right there. It was it was magic, man. It was yeah, magic. Yeah, we, we don't have that... In, look, I will tell you now, that was... And I think you would agree with me. That was more gratifying than clicking the free-day shipping on Amazon. Yeah. It was like... Uh, because, you know, you, you when you went... Especially, I mean, when I went... Because, like, we didn't buy video games a ton... At least early on when I was a kid. We so, also didn't have money. I mean, so, because... Yeah. Those N64 games are expensive as hell, man. Yeah, I, I mean, because was it? I was. Uh, this is way beyond what the Staten Island Yankees are. So we've for completely forgotten about them. But, That's right. uh, but better know us franchise. Better known as Staten Island. Now this freaking is that Carlos? No, it was that George Springer. I can't tell the two of them. Or Carlos Correa. They're both. I mean, Carlos Correa is mad. You, well, we're gonna talk about him later. Oh uh, no, no, I mean, God, man, no, that's that's George Springer. Never mind. Uh, I think he's a free agent after this too. So yeah, he, he is a free agent. Okay, so yeah, man, Toys R Us. It was you went and you you went over and it was like getting a golden ticket, you know, because you knew your parents were gonna buy you that game. And <laughs> yeah, there was no window shopping. Exactly. Like he just pulled it out. I'm like this is it. I earned it. I got. The A's but, on my report card, or it's my well, birthday. You're not even just thinking that. You're getting a game and then possibly Hot Wheels. So you guys got to understand. It, it was like a, a, an immersion. Yeah. You're getting a physical toy and digital. I remember when I got my Game Boy Color. Oh, man. Yeah. The, and all the accessories. The, the lime. Getting stickers, man. It was, it was, well, it was just the lime green Game Boy Color with Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. And because I had wanted either, you know, a Game Gear for, you know, those of you. Do know it's the the Sega version of the Game Boy. It didn't last long. It was terrible for a lot of people. But you know, I had Sonic on it. That's what I wanted. But for the longest time, wanted something a portable handheld game. I didn't even have the Tiger stuff, which were crap, anyways. Um, those Tiger electronic games. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Senators just use Alex Trebek and the Jeopardy set to announce their pick. Really? That okay? I I missed that. I haven't been watching the NH the NHL draft. I kind of been sitting out of it, even though I should be paying attention because I'm a Panthers fan. And there's a chance we could make some trades. Where are you uh, picking? I think we're twelfth or something like that, somewhere around so the middle. Bad. Y yeah. I mean, we talked about it, and you're like, meh. Yeah. It's kind of like the Titans being at fourteen. It's like, what can you? This do? is kind of this is a transition year. You know, new GM, new everything. It's just kind of be like a. But man, Toys R Us, and there's the lime green, green Game Boy color right there on the photo. Yeah, that's that's what I got. That lime green Game Boy color, man. And uh, God, man, that was a magical day. That that's when things changed. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Um, and I got my Dreamcast at Toys R Us too. Yeah, I got my Dreamcast at Toys R Us. I forgot. I, I don't. I think like New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I also got that on Toys R Us too. Nice. That was, that was, I mean, just just magical times, man. 
uh, Toys R Us. You're you're a, you're a better known minor league team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, Staten Island Yankees. Uh, let's see, I did Hall of Famer. I did you go, girl? Uh, you, you know what? Because Andrew's not here, and I, I, I think we can be a lot more meaner to these people. Uh, let's go oh. hug, bump, scorn. All right. I, I think we can go in on on some some guys that we don't know. And uh, we're going to keep focusing on football teams right now. Basically, it's not your fault that your mom and daddy's genetics made you frightening, cool, or just somebody we want to avoid at all costs. Yeah. And remember, there's... Or punch in the face. Yeah, and there's no... There's no... There's no criteria. It's just what we feel. If we know something about you that makes us want to punch you, we'll do it. You know? So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Because... There's a lot of people who would uh, scorn these guys, punch Dan these Quinn, guys in the straight face. up punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is the team, the the, the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, let's let's see if we can get a a good look at their roster here. All right, they got their team photos. Hopefully, it's not just a bunch of uh, action shots when we go see them. Ah, crap! I guess I'll have to go to ESPN and and pull that up. So let's 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 go to ESPN. Atlanta Falcons because man what a what a garbage dump of an organization now yeah some backstory when you have and, a and, two kind owner yeah uh, and, and, and you know Aaron Rodgers also trying to shut some people up so yeah yeah no not still no not me still no no no, you know, know when, if, on, on if Rogers, you play huh? if if you play a five year old with a <laughs> against if I play a five year old against a perfectly height basketball court, I'm gonna make shots. A little man ain't gonna make shots. Sorry. Okay. And I'll right. dunk on him, and I'll go like you know Shaq, where you know bam midsection. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. So we'll go with the first Falcon here. We'll we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers the Packers later, and whether you not believe on them or not. Uh, the own four Falcons to Karis McKinley. There he is from UCLA, six foot two. He's got a big old smile there. I'm not. I, I like Terry Yeah, I, I'm hugging that guy. Yeah, I'm hugging on, that. Guy. He, sheesh, we're, man. We're not unreasonable. No, we're not. So yeah, we're we're definitely gonna gonna give that man a, a hug. We're gonna be like, it's the Karis be... McKinley looks like the guy that the minute you come into his house, he has a beverage ready right. for you. Look at that. He's he's already got a sack this season. So yeah, look at that. He was a first-round draft pick, I think, either last year or two years ago. 2017. He, has, con- he yeah. has contributed to nothing. But it's okay, because the Falcons, if you're a defensive player, never contribute to anything. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, Unless you're Grady Jarrett. Oh, I mean, God, great. there's Grady Jarrett right there. There he is. Look at that. That's like a Grady Jarrett. Oh, look at him. Yeah, that, that that's a guy I'm hugging. Yeah, but he also looks like he's about to, like, sucker punch you. Uh, really? Is it the Maybe. eyebrows? Is it the eyebrows that do it for you? I, I, I think it's the, it's the smile that doesn't hit his eyes. <laughs> you know, it's like that little bit of, ha ah, ha, keep laughing, motherfucker. And then he just pops me in the face because right. I say something stupid. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, two and a half sacks so far in this season. All right. Let's, let's, let's go back to the full roster here. All right. Oh, Matt Gono. Will you go or will you know? Should oh, I stay or should I go now? 
Mm. He he looks like he's thinking about hard on life. He's like, did I leave? Yeah. Did I, did I leave enough food and water for my? Pets? That guy needs a fist bump more than anything yeah. right now. He yeah. he needs a, a like a, it's gonna be okay, pal. All right. He, he looks like his mom just told him he can't keep the kittens that his cat just gave birth to. <laughs> yeah, he looks kind of yeah. He's like, man, God, man, I'm on the Falcons. Oh no, mom, I already named them. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, Lovecraft Country, I kind of want to see that. So you, here's my thing. I'm so behind. If I'm behind on video games, I'm behind on TV shows. I'm just getting to Shit's Creek's newest season that got put up on Netflix. I just started it. I'm on like I, – I, so side note, but we'll talk about it on another miscellaneous statements. Is it just a very watchable show and not funny or is it funny and that's why I watch it? Because uh, I, mean, I feel like that in the first season. And I'm done with the first season. I so think – I think it's a watchable show. I think it's more... I don't think it's about it being hilarious. Like, because I don't think I've laughed at this show like I laughed at, let's say, The Office or something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe one or two episodes that were like, where I, I laughed out loud. But it's enjoyable. I like all of the characters. It's a very feel-good type of show. It's Canadian. So it, it kind of goes down... Uh, goes down uh, smoothly, which a lot of Canadian, I guess I guess I could say that about a Canadian show. Um, I mean, yeah. my other favorite Canadian show is Letterkenny, so it, it, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, but I, Josh Harris, because uh, we, we could talk about this the whole time. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just. Gonna I don't know if I could say things that are PG appropriate about first that facial hair. Oh no, yeah, I, I'm no, I'm scorning you, dude. Yeah, I'm There's something about it. There's just something about it that's not yeah. sitting well with me. You're a guy I'll look down to, not in the eye. Sorry. Yeah. So we don't know what it is. Sure, Matt, he's a nice guy. Matt Hennessy, are you gonna take some Hennessy with this guy or, or not? Because uh, he um, he does not look very happy. No, Matt Hennessy looks like the guy who's like, I'm about to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Right. He just got pulled over the cop, and he's got all the MDMA just hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Hennessy is not a guy that I want to get near at all. His, fa his favorite beer is Coors Light. Yeah, regardless thinks... if there's a virus out there, I'm just not yeah. getting near him. Coors Light, and he has a, uh, a replica of all of Dale Earnhardt's uh, wins. <laughs> we, we avoid Matt Hennessy. I'm scared of Matt Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? It's it's hug, fist bump, or... Um, you scorn him, I guess. Scorn. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, we're, we're not going We should just change him. it to Roast. Yeah, Roast. Yeah, that could, yeah roast. I could change that. I could always change the name. That's fine. Bump, you know, hug, Roast. Yeah, bug, yeah we're, we're, but we're just not getting near him. We're, yeah. We're just not going to get near that man. Olamide... Oh, man, I am not going to pronounce this correctly. Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus? Zac, uh, I think his last name was Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus when I was looking into okay. the show. Um, All right. Oh, the Zacchaeus? I don't know. That's a very, like, that's that's a chiseled marble face. Yeah. Looking like he's actually, you know, in the uh, um, <laughs> the the Pantheon yeah. over in Greece. Like, yeah. you know. And also, you have a very, like, power. I, I think he's a Greek god. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a wide receiver. I'll, I'll fist bump him. Yeah. I'll fist bump him. I think he'll help me on the battlefield when I, you know, when I say Ares, help me, and I'll just become Kratos in and of itself. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get some uh, special teams guys. Sterling Hoffrichter. Um, um, not giving him a hug. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I can scorn him. I'll give him a fist I can't bump. scorn him. Yeah, he's a punter. Sterling looks like the guy who, after a few drinks, tells everybody that he loves them. <laughs> I, 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 you but, know, Sterling. Well, I mean, I guess scientifically, men say I love you first. He's a rookie. Yeah. Don't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, we already. Yeah, twenty twenty Syracuse. Yeah, no, nah, man, that's nah. You get a fist bump, dude. Good luck yeah. out there. You got an average of forty point nine yards uh, per punt. That's fine. You got fifteen, and I mean, you're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be busy this season if the Falcons are looking to blow it up. That's for sure. Um, Damn right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let, let's let's go to next guy here. I mean, heck, we can spend a lot more time on this now. I mean, sheesh. I mean, it's enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I personally love it because I'm a catty little person, so it's <laughs> fine. And I realize how petty I am, but I've always known this, you know. Uh, Jamal Carter. Looks like a Jamal. Jamal, what you got for me? <laughs> Looks like a Jamal. Um, yeah, fist bump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 trying to figure out what that effect is. and I mean, he's got kind of like... He looks know, like a secret One Piece fan. A what? A secret One Piece fan. Oh. Yeah, the show One Piece. <laughs> yeah. He's got the anime hair on the side. And only, and he, it, just, it, he just won't admit to anybody. To keep, it to it keep doesn't like move. The hair just doesn't move regardless yeah. of, of what's going on around him. Uh, it's just, uh, let's see, he went to my uh, University of Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we really did much, but that's four seasons. Actually, I think they called him up from the practice squad because I was there they brought up last night. I knew the name, so familiar. Yeah. yeah. Freddie just pointed out for him and came in like, all right. Yeah, but you got to remember, that four-year transition, we know a lot of people. Like, I think within the four years, aside from Homer and DJ Dallas, the other bigger name that got in there was Brad Kaya just being an undrafted rookie for, I think, got, what is it, Detroit, is he, and then he went to Carolina. He's in Carolina? No, Kaya's out of the league. Oh, I was about but to say. We, I'm like, We got picked up, I think it was fifth round in Detroit, and then they pop him in there. Yeah. But we've always had, like, the, the Miami produces, you know, possibly starting quality linebackers and defensive players. They just don't produce drafted <laughs> quality starting linebackers and defensive players. Um, okay. All right, so that, that's my thoughts on Jamal. Alrighty. I think they really just signed him last week or two weeks ago, or they put on the practice. Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal, yeah, poor guy, he just can't stay healthy. Yeah, I, I would hug Keanu Neal. Yeah. Keanu Neal, Neal's that one arm hug guy. You come in, hey. <laughs> <just puts> <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got a big old smile there. Looks very. But if we were friends, I'd just probably go, whoa, all very the time. Uh, all righty then, Keanu Neal, Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. I, I I'm sorry that I feel this way, but I like some of these names. I just can't. I just think of the uh, the Key and Peel segment. I just <laughs> hey Aaron, or no, all right, no, can't the, say the, Yannick Ngakwe, yeah. and I think it's either Freddie or um, probably was Freddie who had to help me pronounce it phonetically. Yeah, that it was Bu. Um, right. Okay, Matt Ryan, what are you gonna do to him? What are you gonna do, Matt Ryan? All right, so I said something, but I don't know if it's appropriate in this chat. But um, he's got okay. So I, I have I'll an opinion this. of it. He's got okay. um, he's got that the, the creepy middle-aged guy look to him now. Well, now because he's like thirty-six, <laughs> man. Yeah, but I know. 
but it's still. I, I, I'll keep in this. Something tells me, you know, Matt Ryan, and this ain't Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a humanitarian. We love Matt oh, Ryan. Yeah, no. I was defending. I was defending his position last night. But if you're basing off of looks, Matt Ryan looks like the guy who, you know, who he might turn into Riley Cooper after a few drinks. That's just what he looks like. Oh, no. And for those who don't know Riley Cooper, research it. I'm not spending our airtime on it. Mm. But you know, Matt Ryan just looks uncomfortable around people. If you in just in that photo. So if you remember Adam Gase. I defended him and I, I'm going to defend Matt Ryan on this whole juxtaposition when you are literally handed uh, Dan Quinn and then everybody else that came in before him Mike Smith um, a few other guys that came in between um, and they're like legitimately trash at building a defense and just say hey rest on your laurels he is he is the hall of fame for very good players same way of what matt stafford's gonna get to granted he is also a one-time mvp so i'm like listen i know that sometimes the popularity contest but that's still something we give credence to right granted more running backs should always get it but that's a different story but i can't say he's poo poo no because at the end of the day you know I think any when any when thirty teams because there's always going to be the two dozen but when thirty teams would gladly take him that says something right granted I will take the argument that he's had Julio for like eight to nine years to support him I I think the time is coming to an end though because the Falcons need to blow it up Matt Schaub is on this team oh my god yeah Matt Schaub came back he's their backup oh wow so Ryan I would I would just kind of scorn I I would roast that's it and then Matt Schaub Matt Schaub's cool yeah you know. If you guys had to pick a jersey, pick a number, what do you pick? Yeah, I don't know, man. I go, I go with my date of birth, so or like around that time frame. So I think with QBs, they only go what one, two, fifteen. Yeah, something like that. They're not allowed a, a super high number, so. So I can only pick eight. One to nineteen. So, oh, that goes at the twenty-one's out for me. I always choose twenty-one. I guess number ten seems like a number. I would want something nobody else has. Uh, you know, that's why I always kind of like Cam for having one. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Tua is, uh, I think, number two, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, number three, number... Who wears, I would who pick wears a number four? Who wears a four? Favre. Oh, that's right. Favre. And that's the thing. You can't wear that because you're never going to beat that, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to have it. The same thing let's with Payton's Matt number. Matt Ryan's Here's wearing like, a number nine. Uh, Steve Young wore number nine. Oh wait, wait. Let's let's see. Freddie sent a link. I'm going to Our build lads. upon it. Com. That's sharp position QB. Yeah, sixteen's Joe Montana. Twelve is Tom Brady. Thirteen's Dan Marino. Um, yep. uh, I mean, Ace Lamar Jackson. So me and Lamar. I'm better than him as a quarterback, though. John, better. I'm better than Daniel Jones. John Elway was a seven. So, um, six. Who wore six? Anybody wearing number six? Um, right now, number six. I don't see it. it was like Johnny Unitas or something like that. Oh, oh no, he was on ba- nine... Baker Mayfield. Ah, okay, yeah, you can wear a six, I guess. That's yeah. that's up for grabs. Um, yeah. Nine's Joe Burrow, so maybe guess that. Roethlisberger seven. Watson's four. Philip, Rivers. I can fight Philip Rivers. It's all right. <laughs> I I probably and then Gardner Minshew. I can't gr- I, listen when I have my cups, my cop stash. Two months ago, I could put Minshew Mania to work, right? We could do this. Mm. Um, Brett Ripien has number four, and I think that's hysterical because he was really playing like Brett Favre. We're like, hey, I'm just going to toss it. Um, Mahomes has killed number 15. We can't have that. Derek Carr's number four. Ah, 
Okay, so Derek Carr is basically lower-level Matt Ryan at this point, right? We can all just agree. Very accurate. One playoff thing, and then the rest is just a product of bad teams. Herbert's number 10, so that's interesting because I haven't seen a lot of it. Um, Tyler's another number one. Nick Mullins at number four, which makes sense because I think he even came from Favre's old um, college, if memory serves me correctly. All right, but... Bring it back, Matt Schaub. Back to your original segment. Um, I, I would kind of hug him. He looks cool. All right. I get behind it. Okay. Well, I think that's enough Falcons that we can go through. They're, they're an old four team. We shouldn't spend too much time on them. They're 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 a dumpster fire now. So, um, maybe not to the same point as the Jets. That's a whole different story. It, it, look, it, it's two different things, man. <laughs> There's the person who's out of shape because they just got out of a car accident. There's a person who's out of shape because they keep stuff in their mouth with FC Cheeto chickens. <laughs> and the Jets said the Falcons are two different variations. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, let's get back to this. Uh, let's see how the NHL draft is going. Might as well. Might yeah, let's well, switch it to let's, NHL. Let's look in on it. Let, I might let, as well. Let, Even let though me... I, I'm not tracking it as much as I probably should be. Given... I'm, I'm going to proctor it. I'm going to proctor NHL because that's what I think I could do best as my inquisitive for you. I read that they're aiming for January 1st. Yeah. For the uh, this season. Uh, that's not going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen. I, I, you still have the scenario where you have seven teams that are in Canada, and we don't even know how Canada is going to handle things by that point. They might not even let teams back in. The, the reason they went to the bubbles in Canada was so that they could all be in Canada and not have issues getting in and out of the country. Just do the whole tournament there, and then and then that's it. But now it's uh, – I would unless you do bubbles in the USA, which I'm sure the Canadian teams will be against. So that's – I don't see it working for some reason. I just don't um, – <sighs> okay, so we got. Do the... we have it a world where code or in CV world? You see, I didn't finish it. Forget you, demonizations. Yeah, um, where matter. we could have a completed season, but we can't even have a fresh new season. And what kind of paradoxical BS is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I just don't see the NHL getting back by January first. They'd have. I mean. It is already... Same thing would be for NBA, though, too? Yeah, but, I mean, they don't, for the most part, they just have to worry about one team that's outside of the U.S., and it's Toronto. And I'm sure they could play in Buffalo, too, if they wanted to, because they have an arena. Um, yeah, and you, you don't have that high demand of international players, either. Mind you, that might affect cause what's NBA usually based off on? European players. Yusuf Nurchich, yeah. you know, Jokic. Giannis is um, European. Even, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I guess. And then, yeah, he is. I'm not saying that ignorance, but he's going to be, you know, wanting to chill in Miami for a long time. All right, guys, let's mm. pray. Uh, Ricky Rubio somewhere doing things in Phoenix, accomplishing nothing in his life. But, okay, so you're 12. What is your biggest need? You would say. I mean, you did make the round robin <sighs> tournament. You, from what you said on the show, it's the equivalent of making well, the playoffs. All right. So, well, and let me go through here. Of course, the Rangers picked Lafreniere. That was, um, that was just a no doubter. Uh, his consensus number one from everybody. And so, New York and LA one and two. So the NHL is probably happy about that. Two of their bigger markets. 
got picks. Uh, Ottawa, Detroit, whatever. Yeah, and the Panthers at 12. Needs for the team. Hmm. Well, it's not a goaltender because we just spent a ton of money on that guy. Even though we could draft a goaltender just for the future. That would make sense too because the Panthers haven't done well developing their own goalie. Uh, really ever. Ever, ever. They've always traded for guys to come in here and they just somehow do miraculously well. Uh, uh, Van Beesbrook, Luongo, Volkun. Even Jose Theodore had a good season his first year here. And uh, I guess the... <laughs> The um, the the guy who didn't do that was uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, so we'll see if he has a bounce back year. Even though his games in the bubble were better than his, uh, but it's defense. the The defense of this team is lacking completely. There is, uh, it was a glut of offensive defensemen, which is not good if you're trying to. Uh, if, if you don't have an offense that can essentially put up six goals a night. And so, look, Bobrovsky didn't have a great year. I get that. But it wasn't his complete fault for the amount of goals the Panthers were giving up. A lot of uh, breakaways. A lot of... Um, uh, defensive breakdowns. We got rid of Mike Matheson, who was one of those guys that uh, Dell Talon gave a ton of money to when he was young, expecting him to to grow, and didn't. And uh, we had to eat some uh, eat some of that by getting Patrick Hornquist, who also has a big contract. But at least we got an offensive guy that can help with us there, and he's a veteran, and he's got a Stanley Cup and stuff like that. But it's it's defense some more grit on the team we've already made trades now our new general manager bill zito is probably going to uh try and do something akin to what the blue jackets have done blue jackets made a trade today as well um so so that was news but um and there were rumors from the NHL writers that I've been following that the Panthers are busy on the phone lines trying to get some pieces, move some pieces. There's rumors that we're trying to cut payroll, which I guess for a virus-shortened season makes some sense, especially if nobody's going to show up, even though haha, Panth nobody shows up to Panthers games anyways. Um, those jokes will come in. But needs are depth in the system. The Panthers have had... I would assume they're going to go ham on their, their scouting departments as well. Because I, I don't think they've developed an NHL-ready player on their own. A guy that went from the minors to them and succeeded and stayed there. Uh, somebody that they didn't have to trade someplace else just so he could have a change of scenery and do better someplace else. I think it's like 2014 or something like that. It's it's something ridiculous. It's it's been like six seasons since we had a steady guy that's popped up into the NHL and has stayed there and has been an integral part to our team. So that's what we're gonna see if these guys can draft well and actually get guys and have what the Lightning have in uh, a nice stream of players that come in and uh, even if you have. To even if you can't sign a guy and he has to go away or just payroll 
uh, the salary cap is too much and you just have to let somebody go. You, you have another guy, you know, 22, 23, whatever, pops in and, and does what he uh, has to do and is already good from the get-go. So um, did they, is new GM keeping with the vision of the coach, Quinn, I think is his last Joe name? Joe Quinville, well, Quinville, yeah. um, I think, uh, I don't know if they've had, they've had some history together. I don't know if this guy uh, worked for the Blackhawks at some point, but I mean, Joe Quinville is a Hall of Fame coach. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Some people think he could bolt for Seattle, but I don't see that happening either. That, that's kind of a hard task to do, especially if you don't know what's going to go down with Seattle as uh, previews for Yankees and Rays are popping up on the bottom right of the screen. So we'll have live reactions. I'm going to assume during that um, uh, they're going to be jacking it in San Diego. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I think Joe Quenville has to be consulted with a lot of these. In fact, I think that he probably was like, yeah, get rid of this Matheson guy. <laughs> good good job, Freddie. We all watch South Park here. Um, <laughs> I love that. That this just it's just so I know it was uh, I know exactly why they did it, but it, man, it was funny. Um, what was it? Uh, the Panthers uh, have to console Quinvo and They've gotten rid of Matheson, who I'm assuming Quinville didn't even want anyways. So they're going to get guys that can play a system. Uh, maybe uh, a little mix of what the Blackhawks were and what works now in hockey. But uh, it's just a matter of time and see what's going to happen. I have no expectations. Unless something huge goes down where they uh, trade somebody big on the team. Which the GM has said, everybody but Barkov is uh, on the table, essentially. So you could trade an Ekblad and get a haul for him, or trade a Huberdo and get a haul for him too. I wouldn't want to see that, but if if that's what you got to do, um, how does that make you feel as a player when your manager, your general manager, and coach says everybody's untouchable but you, and you are putting on all-star quality performances? Oh well, I mean Barkov some. Huge Miami Heat fan. He 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 knows the deal, man. Yeah. Right? He wants that culture in the Panthers, and if if that's what you got to do, you know, I'm hoping he's looking at Jimmy Butler, and getting some inspiration for next season. I'm hoping he does, uh, because we we need we need that from him. He didn't really show up that much in the in the bubble games. Um, yeah. That's all I got for the NHL draft. I don't have any other opinions about it. Haven't looked up on it. I don't like talking prospects. I hate it. I hate talking pro. I just come back to me when the guy actually shows up uh, for the real games. Don't talk to me about him in the minors and things like that. Because it always, it's it's just the freaking hype. I hate the hype. You Which hi- is relevant to our. Remember when we did the NFL draft special no. and we were just so bored <laughs> yeah yeah we started talking about like cereal cereal and, saying, I mean, and like, I, I still hold true to that mind you, know. you. oh yeah no but... i mean it, it doesn't matter to me it really doesn't matter to me it's it's like i'm happy with what the marlins are doing i'm glad sixto came in and showed flashes of uh possibly being pedro to electric boogaloo but he had some bad starts towards the end of that season 
uh, of this uh, this this uh, 2020 season. And we'll and see if he can. And he well, he did well against the Cubs. So, hey man, put up or shut up. Show me, show me what you got. You know, show me what you got, like Rick and Morty. Um, show me what you got. Uh, but yeah, I I just I just hate discussing, and, and even more as a when you're like a fan of a team that has to look at prospects every season because they suck all the time. Eventually, you just get sick of it. You, like, oh, are we excited about this guy? Hope we, hope he turns out well. And it never happens. And it sucks. That's why I stopped caring a while ago. All right. Let's head on over to the middle segment. A word from our non-sponsors. People, places, things, objects, concepts, what have you, that you've been enjoying over the past week. And uh, hmm, I haven't even given thought to this. I, th- I planned everything else in the show, and I didn't give thought to this. Um, hmm. You have one job to do. I know. Yeah, just like the the most important segment of our show, and I forgot to think about it. I remember there was one time where Andrew was like, "My headphones," or like, "My lamp," but I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> yeah, just look around the room, like, "What?" Oh, God, man, I'm, I loved I'm it. Switch. I've been playing my Switch. I've been playing. Uh, uh, watching anime. Uh. <laughs> hey, you got the anime last um, week. And you know, my thing is, I had it in my head last week, and I'm like, okay, don't forget it. And then I forgot it. Yeah. Because we did the double dip. Hazel is Freddy's. Oh, well, let's look at this, and maybe we'll pop up. I mean, what, 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 Hazel in the concepts of what? Is it this 1961 sitcom? No, the cat. Hazel the cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, show. that's right. For the, the one, um, Ah, that's right. I, I don't have the photo now. It was, a, it was like a temporary thing that Andrew sent me. But all right, Freddie, your cat, Hazel. That's your your non-sponsor, man. Okay. Um, man, try not to do something too personal, as I can say, like my nieces and my nephew. <laughs> um, because I I went over uh, parents. Uh, my dad's birthday the past weekend. Yay! You know, that was, that was good. Um, bottom presents, uh, I could say Amazon, but we've already done that too. <laughs> do you have one, Charles? Or are you, you, I, I do. Okay. I'll take the, yeah, I'll take the reins of it. I'll, take, I'll look you around know. my room and see what I like. Yeah, he, he'll come into it. So <laughs> This recycling bin. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for what I did today because today is always I mean there's other stuff that I did, but um, yeah or or should I just give a shout out? Ah, All right, so it is what it is. So, so so you know, I had a wedding over the weekend. Ah yes. Right, and you know putting myself at COVID constraints because that's always a concern because when you know somebody for a long time. And they already had the wedding postponed in March, and they're dead set on having it in October. You're like, you're like, F it, fine, fine, I'll just do it, whatever. You know, get it done there and get the job done. Wear a mask and everything like that, hoping I don't die <laughs> or contract anything to give to other people. So, I, I'm a little bit of a baller, man. I'd like to kind of, you know, so fresh and so clean, as Outcast said, you know, and still fly as Manny Fresh and Birdman said in their great, fantastic albums, even though I'm broke as hell sometimes. Um, and for weddings, I realized like I don't have a wedding tie, and the perfect color, right? So, because I got 
I got ties, man. I got ties beyond ties. I have an elephant tie. <laughs> you know, I have ties that are gifted me. I have like a coral pattern tie. I have like a purple and pink tie that mix in. Then I got the straight black. So everybody thinks I look like a Mormon with my white shirt and my black pants. So I got to go to this tie. I'm like me and my paralegal because it was one of the attorneys get married. This one that's on honeymoon who I'm just like helping out. I was like, all right, I want a gold tie because I've had a lot of weddings like the last everybody for like the last two years I've gone to like seven weddings or six weddings it has been ridiculous and maybe it, it, it's not that question it makes me think that oh you know I gotta settle down at 31 and get married it makes me think like Jesus Christ I gotta get away from people who are gonna get married because soon will come the baby fever and they'll vomit on the floor <laughs> I'll rather go to a hundred weddings in one year than go to one baby shower I don't know how you feel about it don't see the point of it your kid's not even born yet Come on, you know, give me a birthday. Don't give me an expectation. Yeah, don't set, and don't then, set your whole Satan fire. That's for sure. Yeah, ex- exactly. Let's not get too crazy here. You, we don't even know if your baby's gonna be cute. It's gonna come in, maybe have a mushed head. I don't know. It's gotta develop. You know, I don't <laughs> know. that Seinfeld you. episode of the other baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I am George. Um, <laughs> so I, I come in there and I'm looking around. And I went to the mall, right? And so I got this beautiful champagne-colored tie loved it for a good price at jc pennies i was looking fly i was wearing charcoal you know my jacket my pants white shirt and then and then the gold i was styling on it but i also got a deep berry tie so i was like mm. and you guys remember i have my 10b you know tie holder that i got about a year ago yes. that was a lawn sponsor and it's hold up all these sides but you know just i'm gonna give it up to jc pennies because really when in doubt yeah oh yeah it's all around it'll, it'll, it's last gas we'll give around but it was a pressure point. I'm looking around. The tie is the reasonable. I like their attire. They, they get my parents right and everything like that. And every now and then, your boy's got to look fresh. He's got to look clean. And unfortunately, my vanity and my ego says I got to look better than the groom and everybody else in between, even though I was out of that wedding by like 9 o'clock. I was like, all right, three-hour wedding, I'm gone. Came in for free drinks. Came to say, you know, uh, you know, have good luck. Happy weddings, happy tides, enjoy Colorado as I'm busting my butt in three counties covering for you. Love you to death. I'm out. Um, I was almost thinking about a bow tie, but I don't have that confidence. Yeah. Where was, you know, what was I supposed to do? Come in with a bow tie? Oh, is that's right there. The J, uh, the JFR, I think that's it. The gold one that you touched. I believe so. You had already touched upon it. But All the right. champagne. And it's not right gold there. for you peasants. It's champagne. Mm. The other tie is not burgundy. It is deep Barry. I feel like Archer when he's talking about the explanations <laughs> of um, oh my god, was that 20 bucks and I paid 30? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> with the code it. stylish. Oh, I think it's also because I came in with uh, it also included a clip tie or a tie clip, which, uh, listen, right now, I don't know how you feel about tie clips. I love them because depending what kind of knot that you do, you have to really make sure life and not every tie is conformed because they're narrow ties, there's long ties. I go full Windsor because that's that that is pure like yeah not even machismo that's like pure godhood right there i was once a half windsor boy i understand it i can never do a double windsor because you need a lot of room into it mm-hmm. but sometimes your tie is not naturally built so do a tie clip so this came in that not only i used they to have go crazy sham- with the tie tying and then i stopped carrying them on somewhere out somewhere in that middle of the- uh, that second semester of law school, I just uh, this doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah, you you get that dis- disheveled. I'm I'm broke. Yeah, mindset kind of thing. Well, for me, you know, I saw of course. And the thing is, with Zoom at the hearings, it's straight up in your face. So you know, you well, want of course, that you don't have to, to wear pants. So that's that's a great thing. 
Exactly. You know, and I just kind of, and here's the thing too. I didn't realize like I lost a lot of weight. So the jacket, I usually wore my blue one because I had a whole attire set up, but I looked like Batman because <laughs> it looked like a damn cape. So I was like, fuck. So I had to go into the gray. So that's why the charcoal worked out better. But yeah, so JC Penny's not only did you get me a champagne colored tie that I will wear for everybody's room at your wedding, Andrew's wedding, everybody, Freddie's wedding, all the other people's wedding. That's for perpetuity right there. Not my wedding. My ass ain't getting married. And if I was to get married, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not spending on the venue. This is the rule for the weddings. Backyard, pizza, everybody just bring their own bottle of drink, mix your own stuff. <laughs> I don't even need a DJ. In today's world, you don't need a DJ. You need a sound receiver, Bluetooth, and Spotify. I, I, I really don't understand this. I mean, I, I can go okay, sure, if you want to get catered food. That's fine. I get that too. But I remember one wedding I went to last year. Our good friend Brian's loved the wedding, but it was in the church and then everything else. It was great. I loved it. But I'm like, damn, how much in debt did you pay into it? Or family members? I don't know. My family's poor. They can't pay for my weddings. And you know what? Unless I like bribe them with a grandchild. But then they're like, oh, but you want us to watch it. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but bringing it back, JC Penny, I love your style. You know how to compliment me. Mm. You know, and uh, so JC Penney's get your stuff there so it doesn't go out of business. Don't support Amazon all the time, even though you should, because hey, people need things immediately too. Promo code, um, you know, uh, uh, styling, styling, profiling, styling, profile. All right. Well, I finally thought of mine along the way, so I can't believe I haven't talked about this one before either. Uh, I'm gonna go with Waze. Or have Waves? I talked about ways before? The, I don't the know. map thingy? Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like something so... Uh, it's a, you take for granted, really. It's, it's something that you do take for granted, that we have this amazing GPS uh, system. Satellites up in, up in the sky and all that stuff. And, and, and we can just kind of find anything and go anywhere uh, and, and just know where it is. That's no more maps, no more pulling out a gigantic map and asking for directions from other people. No, you, you don't have to have those awkward conversations. You don't have to have those arguments in the car. Just stick it onto your GPS. And I use Waze. I use Waze all of the time. And the reason I use it all the time is because I live in Miami. And Miami's drivers suck. They all suck. Every single every, one of them sucks. Every one of them. All of them suck. If you're from Miami, if you were born and raised, or if you came here... Uh, straight from another country and you didn't live anywhere else you suck at driving here in Miami and, and if you were once a good driver the minute you go to Miami you are corrupted to become a bad driver it, I've tried to avoid that corruption as much as possible it, I'm it, not from it here and, and yes and, no you you at some point you do stoop down to their level at some point you do but then uh, you, you try and avoid that, and uh, and you you remember where, where you remember your roots. And I put on my turn signal, and then I, I realize that I'm home. Okay. Do you honk the horn two seconds after it turns green? That's no. the ultimate Miami wake up. I'm nope. like, am I back in New York? Nope. The fuck? Nope. 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 Um, I I usually give about a five second, and if I can see through the other person's window, if I can peer through and I can see them that they're on the phone, I give them the honk. That's fine. It's like, hey, go, come on now. But I I will say it did make me a better driver living there though, <laughs> because you don't want to die. Yeah. Oh no, that's 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 completely the point. Yeah, you don't want to die, and 
And uh, Waze helps me navigate through Miami traffic even as things are are ramping up and we'll see how how many people get sick in the next couple weeks. But um, as things ramp up here and there's more people on the road, there's more traffic and I need to know, especially for my job, for my job, I need to get to courts, I need to get to immigration offices like... Uh, 45 minutes away from where I live. I, I gotta get to places, man. And I can't be late. I can't be dilly-dallying in, in traffic. So, Waze finds you the fastest way. Alright? And, and, and to tell people, you know, both of us having lived there, and we're not even lifers, technically, compared no. to some other people that we know, you cannot predict. You cannot predict no. how much time it would take you to get somewhere. No. I lived eight minutes from FIU, <laughs> and I remember the one time when President Obama was coming to speak, yep. and I was stuck an hour and 45 minutes. You guys, that's only about 15 minutes more than what you're usually stuck in during lunch hour. There... And on that day, I learned to schedule my things accordingly. There was that one day, the one day... Where I think like, I think like a like an eighteen wheeler semi truck, or you know, one of those eighteen wheelers. I think I think there were like two of them or something. Somehow they got into some sort of crash, and like both ends of the Dolphin Expressway somewhere were completely shot, like just completely like you couldn't get north or south. You just couldn't. There was no way, and. I remember that day. I remember leaving. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it might have been on 95. Somewhere significant. One of those significant roads. Um, I remember leaving, uh, going to school. Uh, got there a little later than normal, but still before everybody else. Uh, you, I usually arrived at law school maybe half an hour or so before class started or something. Yep. And I, But when I got there, I was like, Oh, I, I, I just got in there, skin of my teeth, whatever. And like half the class is missing. I'm like, what, the, what is, what is going on? What is going on? And, and um, I remember, yeah, I put on ways, man. I put on ways. I'm like, why is everything red? What is happening here? And then once I finally got to law school and stuff, and I could sit down, nobody else was there. And our professor wasn't even there. It was uh, Professor Foley. Cause she lives, she lives she, all the way in Key Largo. Key. Yeah, yeah, she lived all the way in Key Largo, and she was late for Cipro. That, yeah, exactly. She was late for Cipro, and it's like you, I, you know, you go on Twitter, and it's like, oh my goodness gracious, there's a, there's, there's an eighteen wheeler, and I think two eighteen wheelers that kind of crashed and and took out an entire highway. I'm like, oh, well then, I guess we're not having class. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was quite a day. But Waze has helped me in countless ways. Mm -hmm. You saw what I did there. Uh, you heard what uh -huh. I did there too. Yeah. Because, like I said, I travel, man. I've traveled all over this this country. I've I've gone from I've had emergency like emergency trips, leaving Louisiana, having to drive four or five hours to Houston just to catch a flight uh, because. Uh, a storm took out the tiny little uh, airport in Alexandria, Louisiana, and I use Waze, man. So how you. is it better than either so for for the viewers Apple, and also for than either Apple, well, Apple Maps and, and and Google Maps? <laughs> yes. It 
it, it's user or it's user based i guess you can tell them you what make suggestions you, I believe, right? yeah you can tell people like okay the cops are here the uh an accident is here uh, something's on the road here. There's a, there's a car on the side of the road here. There's construction here. There's a, you can just put that on there, and you get points and stuff. I don't know what the points are for. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway? Um, you know, the points don't matter. It's the karma points. It, it's yeah. just like it you really. Know? It's the in truth. It's the true paying it forward because I don't feel like I'm paying it forward when I give a dollar to the juvenile diabetes you, at CVS. You see, you see yeah. on the screen here. You've got the, the little uh, avatars that you can kind of dress up and stuff if you like. Right now, I have the Batmobile because huh. they kind of like a deal with Batman or DC Comics right now. So I have Batman giving me directions at this point, which is pretty cool for me. I like that. But it's just, I think it's better. I just think it's better. I, uh, like you said, you could have the normal morning commute that you know the exact way that you're going to work and or, or wherever you have to go, and traffic happens and stuff happens, and an, an entire highway could blow up or whatever. And it's like, well, I guess I have to go someplace else, and it takes you the fastest way, and it usually is the fastest way. I remember one time. Uh, me and my dad left a Marlins game here at Marlins Park. Uh, we were headed back to West Palm, and I put Waze. I put Waze on for my dad, and I'm like, Dad, let's let's go on Waze. They're telling us uh, not to take 95, go and head for the turnpike. He's like, no, no, we're going this way. We're going this way. This is... And I'm like, okay. It says that there's traffic there. Fine. And he took that way, and sure enough, we were stuck in traffic. Okay. An extra 45 minutes. There was an accident on that road, and I told him, like, to quote uh, Will Smith, parents just don't understand. Yeah, I told you. So there you go. Waze is my non-sponsor promo code. Um, uh, Miami drivers suck. Oh, yeah. said that five times fast. Yeah. All right. We're done with that. We're sports at, time. Yeah, sports time. Our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter is on the screen here. Look at those N64 and, graphics. And just like Valorant Act 2, which you can get now, available with new agents, new Battle Pass, new content, mm. Derek Jeter knows how to play high quality. Oh, yeah. So, oh, Paul O'Neill, haven't seen that name in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so nothing, nothing between the Yanks and the Rays at the moment. Debbie Garcia starting at 21-year-old. Big pressure. Yeah. So... And it looks like the Seattle Storm are going to take out that Las Vegas Aces team from that game up there. NBA time. We're almost oh. we're almost at game time yeah. here. About 40 or so minutes from now. Game three, man. So, disclaimer. Francisco watched it. I didn't because right. I feel like everything I do is the reverse King Midas and turns to poop. Yes. I didn't want to see the game, but my brother-in-law, after when was when was when, it was on Sunday or Saturday? Was, yeah, it was Sunday. Okay, it was Sunday. So, um, I think my brother-in-law finished working or something like that, and so he was because um, he he's working from home. Uh, he put on the Heat game towards the end. It was the the fourth quarter. The ent- I saw the entire fourth quarter. I didn't want to see the entire fourth quarter. I was a nervous wreck throughout. Uh, the Heat lost the lead at some point as well, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go again. 
But man, Jimmy, get in my belly, impregnate me, please, Butler. <laughs> that man, man. I, I love him. I love him. He's going to be a great old black man. I, I know that for sure. He just has that look to him already. He's a very wise yeah, man. Yeah, exactly, man. That man's gonna. He's, he's the magical, the magical black man, like in the the, the movie trope. <laughs> he's one of those. He's one of those in real life, man. He's basically Samuel L. Jackson, Black Snake Moan, where he's gonna fix your life up. But man, the 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 Tyler Hero and that snarl, man. So let's put this oh. pre- this thing out there. I'm glad there that I no saw. There's no Bam it. and no Goran. There is no Bam. There is no Goron. So we don't have our top overall best player in Bam, who now has gotten in charge of facilitating the ball as well, mm-hmm. much better than he even did in the season and before the bubble. And then Goron, who is arguably our best shooter, percentage-wise, taking smart and shots, knows how to pass the ball. Yep. So we thought it's death before dishonor. Yep. I, I was already, I'm like, huh, oh, we're going to get swept. Uh, at least we made it this far and this and that. But but Jimmy Butler, man. Jim, Jim, you know, listen, we call him Alfred Pennyworth because he's worth every penny because mm. that's the ultimate butler to Batman to bring yeah. it all together. But it's a mixture of him. It's a mixture of Spoh's coaching, yep. Tyler Hero. And, of course, the minute it ended, the minute I, I messaged you guys, I watched, like, the entire – every everything they can give me shot-wise, I right. took it. And – you know, hero. I and I talked about with you. I think two shows ago. My concern with the rookies was that Tyler was going to take those shots. That you know, shooting at three for thirteen right. means you don't shoot anymore. But <laughs> he made the shots, right. so it was a terrible stat line. And please don't do it next game. But we appreciate that, Moxie. Duncan Robinson, man, like he he has he has like cement feet when it comes to defense, but yes. he's reliable too. Even though you're going four for what twelve, the it's, it's fuck still is reliable. That? <laughs> Hold on, there's like a creepy crawling that just passed by me right now. Hold on a second. I got to kill this. Give me a so, second, Charles. You so take I, it. I got to so kill I, this. I will take the lead here. So our other non-sponsor is basically Terminex to kill the spider that's about to kill Francisco. Uh, okay, he's going to die. He, you know, we were talking about Batman. He's going to get bit by a spider become Spider-Man. So he'll, be, he'll be Spider-Cisco. I think like I think a in the background. centipede or something. I, I got to kill it. This, this, guy, this guy's going to kill me. a centipede. He's gonna kill so Francisco's the guy here. that would kill a dragonfly. I can't hear you, Charles. And I took off my headphones. I'm just yelling in the background. And this is perfect. I'm not even bantering towards it. You know, yeah. sometimes oh, when I, you see, this is what we get when I get to be in charge, and that's my it's most beautiful my thing. my TV. I gotta move the whole thing now. He's freaking out. Shit! Get around my it, amiibos. Oof! And, and you know, ladies and gentlemen. If it's just a centipede, you let it live, right? Hey, Probably kill that? a caterpillar. Oh, it's in my room somewhere. I'm Ooh. not going to be at peace. <laughs> oh, oh, this is good. <laughs> so, are, are you back? No, I, I I put on my headphones a little bit to hear you, but I'm not I'm not going to be at peace right now. I wow. got I got to take everything off the floor now. Like I got to move everything around. Like this is not something I want living. Alright, so Freddy, Freddy sends something. Yeah, the Tyler Hero mug. I'll talk about the Tyler Hero mug. I was going to hold off until, you know, Dale Gribble over there was done killing every single bug, but I'll wait it out. So yeah, so first off, the Twitter, Twitter is relentless. That's all I can say. You know, it, it has no oh, sympathy shit, for Tyler Hero because they, 
they call that mug the most, uh, in, the least going? intimidating oh, mugshot. But the guy is young; oh, he's Hold twenty. On. No, you are not. Oh, here we go. Get back oh. here. All right, there's a murder about to be committed. Uh, on a side note, we're gonna thank Genshin Impact. Join Adventures Worldwide now and get thirty free wishes. I have no idea what it is because I only thought we were gonna impact it by Valorant. We might have to get a fly swatter. That would be a Francisco spot. But continuing, as he's making background noise. Uh, I hope he never gets in trouble in life because he couldn't keep silent with it. So, Tyler Hero going into it, has that meme mug, and it, it was a good setup, basically. You know, they came out of the quarter, they were able to bring it out because the third quarter, that's why they call it the third quarter, we were not doing well. And the concern was the matchups. You have no BAM, how are you going to balance out with um, LeBron? How are you going to balance out with AD? But Jay Crowder was putting in that work. Kelly Olnick was putting in that work. Myers Leonard, who's most recognized lately as being the guy who stands during the anthem with the bubble when everybody else wasn't with the heart over the hand was putting in that work so it's that culture that supposedly into I cornered it somewhere oh have did to, you i have to move my desk and my mini fridge you know you're bigger than that right <laughs> oh no no but i just don't want like i i i didn't recognize what it was it's a it's a creepy crawly it's one of the long ones oh so god it's it's something that i i I I probably don't want biting me in the middle of the night, so I. Well, you know it always brings a friend, right? It always brings a friend. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, so I'll be back. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll, con it. I'll continue on the show. I can talk <laughs> about the heat and I'll give my analysis. Uh, I gotta get some sprays. All right, it wouldn't be sports goofs if there wasn't some goofing around coming in there. So the body buildup's good, and when you look at a scoreboard and you see that the score is like one fourteen centipede. Thank you, Freddie. Well, apparently we're all we're all murderers because you know we go from there. Uh, Tampa Bay just took the lead one zero. That's that's disheartening coming into it, but regardless, as Francisco's killing things. Um, it, it was a good sign. No one wants to get swept. No one wants to get swept in the finals whatsoever. You want to earn it because getting the Eastern Conference title is something that is not really something that is great, right? If you don't have the ability to win the NBA finals and the NBA championship. But for us, you know, I don't think there's a personal edge, though Jimmy is making it a little bit personal because LeBron apparently, when they took the lead back, was telling Jimmy, you guys are in trouble. And then Jimmy's come around intensely. I had 40 points in 45 minutes with a triple-double that mattered, saying, y'all are in trouble. So if you put in a little bit of that, not swagger, not confidence, but mentality, you put in that, that, you know, that cutthroat, never-say-die, Goonies, never-say-die attitude, um, it's something that I, I definitely can get behind. Because is there a possibility that we win? Yeah, sure, everything's a possibility. But I think it does a good thing if you bounce out 2-2. Two -two. But now we're going to game four. Bam's in. Goran's still out. Bam, I think they're going to work him in slowly. He has a neck strain. That could be concerning if you're doing any kind of physicality, uh, especially if you're going for those rebounds. Can he I handle it? What's Spo going to do? Is Spo going to limit him out? Or is he going to say, I have you now, and allow Bam to, <laughs> to play very well Shit. if he's doing well? So it's an idea. But maybe winning one game is in their head. On the Lakers' front, what we told you was your weakness is your weakness. Do you have anybody besides LeBron, besides Davis, that can help make you better as a team Woo! to help you in case you go on a cold streak? I don't know because Alex Caruso and Alrighty. his you know, bald head does not surprise me or does not instill any kind of fear. All right. So I did it. Back? 
I killed it. Did you go Jimmy Butler on the centipede, as Freddie said? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a photo of the aftermath of my room, <laughs> and I'll send it to the group chat. <laughs> I will let you know that I only cracked up a couple times, and I, I kept I kept it consistent, like I'm a real analyst with no emotion. You made me have to be the responsible one. I'm not good with that pressure. Don't you understand? I'm supposed to be kind of like the the like the idiot who knows not what he's talking about. You make these people look like I'm competent. This is terrible. Freddie, tell me I'm an idiot. Please uh, right. reassure is it, me. Is it the centipede, the bad one that if it bites you, it's kind of it's kind of bad for you? It's not the I millipede. I think it's the centipede. Uh, all 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 of them are bad. All bugs are bad bugs. Oh right? no! Well, no, I'm fine. Like I think the millipedes are the good ones, but the centipedes with like the like the the kind of like red and orange and that stuff, and they got the little long thing. Either way, that numbers. thing was not living in this vicinity whatsoever. I was gonna kill it, and I did. I sprayed it like forty times with a disinfectant spray. There are fumes in my room right now, so I'm gonna. I, I might get a little high, but that's fine. That's fine. There you go. Uh, where were we? <laughs> All right, so I basically broke down the analysis of game three at the Charles way, which was try not to laugh and put in my fears and concerns. <laughs> to, to wrap yeah. it up to three going to four, what can you take from the victory they're having game three and <sighs> is the idea of real momentum, real winning mentality, something that can be transitioned into game four and why it matters? That's how I'm going to direct you to come back from I, your, I find... your high of killing something that's defenseless. Uh, I don't know if that thing was defenseless or not. Um, you weren't gonna find out. That's how. That's Jimmy Butler. Exactly. We don't know if he can kill me, but I'm gonna kill it first. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, I'm hoping. And, and there are momentum swings, and there are rallying points that can overcome a better opponent on paper, at the very least. Um, Jimmy Butler needed to do a Herculean effort just to get that one victory. I understand that, and it's going to take something like that again for the next uh, three games if the Heat are going to win this damn thing. Um, but with Bam coming Anthony back. Davis didn't have a good game. I understand that. And if he does even have an average game today, that might do us in. If, and if LeBron performs as he has been performing. I would hope that the hubris and the lack of humbleness from what we've seen of LeBron after what happened last game and the little little thing he said to Tyler Hero walking off the court and then Jimmy stepped in there and and uh, took things from there. Hopefully that is a rallying point for the Heat and can get them the victory. Remember, we came into this thinking we had the better bench Compared to the to the Lakers, we had the better guys, uh, on, and that got affected when, of course, Goron and, and Bam went down. Now we have to dive into that. We have to have Kelly Olynyk be a better player, and he did step up in Game Three. I'll give him that. I'll give him that at the very least. He did step up and, and played well. We're gonna need more of that. All right. Uh, I, I like Myers Leonard. I do. But I mean, he's uh, a big man who can shoot threes. So him right. and Kelly are basically the same guy. Exactly. I like Meyer Litter. I like Kelly Nick, and I hope they can replicate something so, like that and it be and do something bigger than. But I, I'm hoping that this isn't a, you know, 
I mean, the Blazers won one game against this team. I'm hoping it's not that. Yeah, but to to counteract that, the Blazers were also without the star, the baby, the yeah. man, the man god to me of Damian. Yeah. You know, the fact we have not lost that. You know, and that was the thing too. We we've been rubbing up on Bam's genitals of greatness, but it was always Jimmy that was going to be the pioneer for this team for the season. Right. I mean, he's the my con- yeah, he's, he's the heart. My and soul. concern is I need, and it's it sounds weird, because he's probably not going to see playing time if Goran doesn't come back. But let's just assume Goran's out till seven, man. That, that's a fair assumption. It's a torn planter yeah. for or a torn planter. I'm he's not out. Yeah, really. No, he's gone. I'm not. I'm not expecting him to come back. I'm not expecting so, him to do anything. I, the scariest I, I, thing is that it's Kendrick Nunn, and I need Kendrick Nunn to be regular season Kendrick Nunn. Right. But he hasn't been that since they got into the bubble. Terrifying. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I want to look up what I killed. And it was a centipede. Freddy, is that good or bad? So that's it. Uh, are aggressive carnivores that eat insects and essentially any other crutches small enough to them? Are they, uh, are, are they harmful to humans? Are predator venomous arthropods? Few, very few are thought to be cleaning significantly than humans. As many snakes are too shy or too small to cause noteworthy damage. Well then, I just went ham on something that probably wouldn't have done anything to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I feel guilty for what I've done. Um, I slayed it like it was a dragon, and it was a lovely unicorn instead. <laughs> to quote uh, Prince, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. This is what... <laughs> oh. But listen, I hope the universe know, can forgive me for this one. But listen, you know... I that, try that not to... Was... Oh, look, Giancarlo Stanton just did a thing. He just did a thing? Yes, he because did. Because we were down one. He just did another thing. Did the Giancarlo thing? Yeah, it's on the screen. You see him okay, trotting so that's around the bases. Ta- Francisco, that's such a tiny little scoreboard on my screen. All right, let me let me go on ESPN real quickly. Uh, he just did a thing, a one, uh, a solo thing, but it was oh, a thing. It's a thing, man. He is. And remember, what did I tell you all season? All season, I do not care about regular season play for the man. Mm. Don't care. It is unimportant. It's not even a real statistic. Asterisks the whole thing. When we get to playoffs, and we're gonna say this right now, the wild card series Ooh, was not real Lord. playoffs. That man is right? so freaking strong. But this is where it mattered most. Because remember, what is that lineup? That's him. That's Judge. That's home run leader for the AL, Luke Voigt. That's Glaber Torres, who is healthy, who yeah. is arguably our second best player. Yeah, he did all some around. things yesterday too. Yeah. yeah, it's DJ LeMayu, who is a batting machine, who is also the reigning uh, batting champion, or he's going to be crowned as the batting champion, or the newly anointed batting champion. Kyle Hishigoga, who I like because he doesn't strike out, unlike uh, Sanchez, who I'm ready to be gone. And then Clint Frazier, who is... What they're doing with Boone is he's splitting them. He's splitting Frazier and Gardner yeah. for the hits. So it's good strategically, but... I also don't want to break the boys' confidence, but we'll see. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about baseball when we get to baseball. But that was important for Charles. Oh, and also Gio Urshel is a beautiful, you know, little baby boy. Yeah. But um, heats thoughts nine 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 p.m. Let me ask you this: If we lose, is that it? Packing yeah. on home? Uh, they're not. Well, they're not going to pack it home, but I think it's it. Um, I could see them squeezing it to six, but I don't see them overcoming this and winning in the, seven. 
this is the one time where I'm happy that we're in like Buena Vista <laughs> or Buena Vista because that home field advantage. Because right now I think they would be in LA still, or would they, I don't remember how the uh, format no, would have been. Or they'd be no, in Miami. It's no, they would be in Miami right now. They'd be in Miami. The deflated feeling, or no, our our feeling. If we had it, we carry over. But if it was the Lakers and they beat us today. Because uh, you're going back to L.A., I believe. Yeah. So you don't want to lead into it. And here's the thing. A lot of people, like myself, don't really believe in the home crowd advantage. In basketball, it kind of is because of the youth of the players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, they and, get that and really the, the, the essence of the game is, is more on momentum. Because you see the pendulum, especially now with the, this era of, of shooting threes... I mean, you, you just get hot, uh, and everybody gets hot of, like at the same time, and suddenly you can you can jump out jump out to like a fifteen point lead, and then the other team gets hot, and then they tie the game, and then get out to like a six point lead, and and that that's how things are with with basketball at the moment. So, uh, momentum is huge. Uh, it's just it, and, and I I get that I get that a, a young player can be susceptible to the moment. So yeah, if you, you had know, to go back to Staples Center, which is, I guess, yeah, you could say it now, legendary location in, in basketball, uh, that would be effective in, instead of being in a neutral site right now. And you know what the scary part about it is? Why we, we, I think the reason why you desperately, if you're Miami, you want to win it all this time around is because there is literally no guarantee you're getting anywhere higher than the fourth seed next season next season and you gotta understand we're not spending money not we a, have spent yeah. money no we're, we're waiting until not next season's free agent class two seasons right so it, it's like i mean the this beauty, might be it the beauty of the bubble has been the recruitment effort that's for sure especially yeah. players have seen how the heat operate it's different so hopefully that will pay off pay some dividends in the next couple coming seasons problem is who we need ain't necessarily going to be there but that that's that's neither here nor there yet you know that's the problem of also speculating so far in free agency but pat riley is the master of planning he plays a long game yeah because he had the crazy idea of the big three ah uh, yeah but um i don't have i really don't want to predict i don't want to go with expectations i'm just gonna not watch the game <laughs> tonight, as uh, I might if things uh, if if Siri tells me because I've been I've been calling Siri. I've been, I've even tried to avoid Twitter as well. I'm just gonna be like, hey Siri, what's the score of the Heat game? And she's like, oh, the Heat are currently up. Whatever. I'm like, okay, and then I'll check back in another half hour and then see what what's going down. Um, I'm cooking some rock. No, I'm not talking. Well, there you go, Siri. <laughs> And she's on point. She is on point. Star Trek Discovery. They're sponsoring us? What the hell what, is do, this? Do we get that? Oh, you know what? Hey, Andrew loves Star Trek. I could never get into it. But if you want to kind of you know, feel in your inner sci-fi on television and not have to wait for you know the movie theaters to reopen up for movies that you wanted to see, that's not even gets a... pushed to 2022, yeah. watch Star Trek. Is that, a, is that a video game? It's not, right? Star Trek is... No. It's just Discovery? like Discovery. Yeah, I thought it was a show. Oh, they it was say a show. The, okay, the official yeah. Starships Collection special intro yeah, offer. Yeah, they were showing figures. Yeah, of the, of the mean, Enterprise. 
and look, I collect pops. I, I like cool things that are supportive of things I like that are – I love knickknacks in my office. I'm an attorney. I like to show my personality. Man. Don't, you know, I'm a peacock cat. You got to let me fly. <laughs> yeah, man. Star Trek? What the hell is this? So, you know what? We talked about this in the group chat, but let's steal it for five minutes to transition to, like, the next thing. What is your favorite sports memorabilia to have in your workplace? My, or what do you want mm, to put in in your workplace? My, well, uh, have you seen what I put up in my in my office? I've seen the dinosaur with the you know, Jetosaurus Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, I got Jetosaurus, but above Jetosaurus is six hats, uh, oh, and, and I and I change them. I, they're like these hanging things, and I just so I, I change them according to my mood and who's playing right now. So right now it's it's just it's strictly Heat and Marlins. At the moment, I have a Florida State hat there just to, you know, uh, keep me humble <laughs> and, and keep me humble. Be like, yeah, don't get too high on yourself. But you won. I, you know. Yeah, we beat Jacksonville State. Uh, sure, that's fine. We did that, even though they have played us pretty well the last few times we have played them anyways. So um, that's fine. Uh, I have that. And then... Um, on the other side of my desk, like behind me, where behind my uh, so my, my monitors on the wall, I have an L-shaped desk. So um, uh, on the side that's that's facing the wall is my computer monitor, and then behind me is just like a blank wall. So I bought this, uh, and I think I had him as a sponsor. I'm not sure, but um, this jersey hanging thing that you could just put on the wall. And you just hang any jersey that you want on there, a hockey, a basketball, a baseball, whatever. And um, right now, that used to have my Heat LeBron jersey, and I took that down. So, I... You're, you're that petty. You're oh, like, okay, I have to because of the finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, we can't have this. We can't We can't be doing this. Um, I have to... I have to hang something up there. It's blank right now. Um, definitely, I, mean, I might as well put a Marlins jersey up there for now. But yeah, that, that's what I have in my office right now. That's what I've got. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. And I've got you know various knickknacks and stuff like that. I've got a sock, the hedgehog plushie. So nice. I, I do not have a sports memorabilia. I should at some point get one, but I just never popped in because I just have the pop. So I have like, well, I technically, if you count a Ric Flair pop as a um, yeah, yeah. sports memorabilia, I'm gonna take it for yeah. our purposes. But sports there's entertainment. Like, there's two permanent ones. And then I always kind of, you know, in or, you know interchange a few other ones or you know just switch out one. So I got Ric Flair, who's a perma. I got uh, Thor from, was it from Endgame, who has both the hammer and then Stormbreaker, Molinier and Stormbreaker, because I just think it's so badass. Mm. Um, I have like a Deadpool, Chimmy like making chimichangas like small <laughs> figuring, and then I have a Loki and Thor, and then so I'll, I'll switch it up, but um. But I always bring a third one. It's just I have it too because with quarantine, my schedule's been so erratic that I might be three days in, you know, there in our office and get renovated. So I'm like, all right, I'm just not going to bring my Bibles. But if we make it to the holidays and my the building hasn't been renovated yet, I'm going to bring back. I have one of my friends got me a Spider-Man Christmas sweater one mm-hmm. uh, pop from. So I'm like, all right, that's cute. I'll, I'll just pop that in for the holiday themes. Because, you know, the, the problem is, is I like knickknacks. I like things that display my personality. You're allowed to have that show of things. And then for, like, nine ninety nine, the problem is I had an ex-girlfriend who bought me, like, all of them. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with these. And she's like, you keep them. I'm like, 
crap, fine. But then you kind of grow fond of them, I yeah. guess. It's like having children, right? Hmm. You're like, oh, okay, sure. I'll, I'll show you off to the people. Yeah. I just have to make sure not to have certain things. But yeah, sports-wise, um, if anything, if I could, because I remember Andrew. So this all started off conversation-wise for the listeners out there for like the one and then Freddy who are out there listening is the fact that the Andrew, Russians. the Russians, uh, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Andrew's on a big binge of things he should buy. I think he should buy the ice with floor, uh, with floor, with the not the, the not Stanley the ice, Cup, puck. the water. You want the the Stanley Cup on water. I think he should get the puck that has the ice in it because mm-hmm. that's just cooler to me because it looks aesthetics. But I think the reason why I did it because the one hockey memorabilia I have is when I went to a Panthers game in 2006 and in, before the game had started, they were doing their you know, the practice shots and one yeah. of the pucks went over mm. the um the, the little barricade yeah. and i just i just took that i was like mine <laughs> and then some like three you know bros or wanted it and then the girl i was kind of like trying to impress wanted it, and then the buddy who drove us there but i'm like screw you guys i'm taking this you know love is not eternal but memorabilia is mm-hmm. um so that's like my thing so it's like that's what i would display so i think that's why i had an affinity for it yeah i mean and and look these these things have uh all these knickknacks. I mean, uh, there's specifically a home and office section here, so you can have all of this, this stuff hanging around. And, uh, but yeah, little figures, whatever, paperweights. That's all well and good, I guess. Um, I, I have Marlins masks, so when I wear them, I wear them to. Uh, uh, when I'm when I'm headed to the immigration office, like, people can see it. Like, hey. You know, it's not just the regular surgical mask. It's like I have another thing on top of it to show show off, show off a little bit. Um, yeah, just a bunch of stuff here, man. It's just Yankees and Cubs and Red Sox on this and Dodgers. And just, well, we know where MLB's loyalties lie now, don't we? Ain't gonna be the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Phillies and I think I saw one Angels thing there, but sure, All right, and the Cardinals. Not a single. That's fine. We know, we know the deal, MLB. We get it. All right. Um, ooh, here's a. Um, let's see. What did I have today for food? <laughs> Just thinking. I was gonna make some ramen today, actually. Not not the not the ramen what I grew up on, but the ramen from you, what you talked about last week. That's yeah, probably my, nutritious my, and delicious. My, my personal ramen, at the very least, at the very least, the noodles, uh, just some some noodles and some soup. I, I kind of I have a hankering for it now that it's getting late. A nice late night ramen. I don't have any court tomorrow, so I can kind of stay up today. That's fine for me, and just work work late tomorrow. That's fine. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how I'm feeling right now. We're in hour forty six now, so, um, well, we talked NBA, MLB, and NFL. Uh, yeah, we yeah we went a little bit the NFL, especially the Falcons. Let's do it. Let's let's head to the cage. Why not, man? Why right, not? Because because I saw that video, man, and I learned a lot. I did some some learning. All right. So how about this? Tag Team Hell in a Cell Cage segment. You assist me what you learned and what we can kind of talk about. So it welcome was, everybody. Yeah, you, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Do, do welcome understand. everybody to the cage with Charles, your weekly true plex. It's everyday wrestling. Now remember, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a dance. It is a ballet. It is 
poetry and motion and damn has it been good sometimes it is men and women chasing championships men and women getting revenge against each other pure blood food feuds trying to become the best of themselves on top of all other things fighting the existence of vincent kennedy mcmahon and how he is just really busting my balls here as a uh, sort of eric carpenter would say here but for some purposes here, Let, let's take it a little bit differently. We're gonna go down to hey, the uh, sponsor on the screen right now. Oh, there, there you go. The uh, yeah. the soda streams, yeah, right? The soda YouTube stream. algorithm knows what's up, even though they knocked us out for a few months. <laughs> so the uh, the student becomes the master, Francisco. I'm gonna give you reins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let All you right. read us. So, I can give the updates of what's going on, but you tell me. So I saw this video here. I I don't know how I came upon it. I guess. From doing the show, the YouTube algorithm has recommended some wrestling stuff to me. So this video, and I sent it to you so you can give it your stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. It did get my stamp of approval in the 20 of the 30 minutes that I saw. I found it incredibly enlightening, really. Because we, you know, we, we talk, you talk about wrestling, and yes, it's, it's a story. Uh, the South Park episode was basically a, a, a male soap opera. Yes. And I get that. I get that completely. Um, and, you know, I've had friends that were uh, wrestling fans pri- prior to you as well. So I, I get the appeal for, for people when they see it. It's, it is a story. It, uh, it is live action superheroes, in a sense. Um, that Seeing this video. Uh, making people hate you, just delving deep into the concept of what a heel is, of somebody that intentionally uh, works off of people hating them and using that as part of their persona, as part of uh, uh, of their whole deal in the wrestling space. It was enlightening, really, especially the, the people that he covered from uh, from Japan. Because I know that you follow New Japan and all that stuff, and, and and the history behind some of the greatest heels in wrestling history, from all types of promos from all over the place, including some really bad ones, like that one from the ECW that stabbed the kid, um, <laughs> New Jack. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, exactly. The we, guy, listen, the guy we that was playing, legitimately, we playing, legitimately, um, probably not even wrestling anymore at that point. Yeah, if we were playing a fist bump, hug, and scorn, we had a third option, run like hell. Exactly. New Jack, no, New Jack that, will kill you. New Jack, you, you put him underneath that sarcophagus at Chernobyl. That's what you do to that guy. All right, he cannot leave. He's in that, uh, uh, where they put um, uh, Magneto in... in, in oh, in, God, yeah. In, uh, exactly, in X-Men. In the, the glass, whatever, and, and there's no there's no uh, metal near him. That That's what you do to him. Um. Yeah, man, this was great. This is a great video uh, from like and he went deep. I'm talking deep. You're seeing black and white footage. That's how deep he went. Well, um, to 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 kind of give a little background, what I've always kind of said, and I've said it sometimes on my intros, wrestling is a carny. You know, at the end of the day, it's a carnival. It's it's a way to kind of get the segments and the money and the people to watch. So you want to keep that investment. And and I think it's so actually appropriate to the modern day you know 21st century appeal that we have of like we Uh-oh. just like the crap on Ray's everything just did a thing uh yeah it's gonna be like that this yeah. is gonna be the entire this is gonna be the entire playoffs yeah they're gonna be doing things we're gonna be doing things 
and that's how it started yesterday. Literally, it went inning on inning, inning on inning. You know, and like it, Giancarlo did his big thing. Yeah, and then we just see. We're seeing mm. where it takes us. Yeah. But you know, getting people to hate you and wanting to see the come up into that person because we love criticizing, we like poo pooing on everybody. We mm-hmm. poo pooed a whole bunch of people. You yeah. know, like right now. You know, we do it all day, every day, and it allows us to get crowd engagement. It allows us to boo without feeling bad because we're told certain things. But the art of heel work is that it is multidimensional. Now, mind you, the problem with, with wrestling, depending who's the promoter, they're not going to give you the simplified – they're going to be more simplified than complex, right? Mm. But you have so many variations. There's the, the shit heel that we talked about that has to be smarmy and cheats his way out of it. There has to be that dominant heel. You know, I guess if you want to call Brock Lesnar a dominant heel, I don't think of him as such. Um, I think he's a I think he's a face, if anything, because everybody enjoys watching him. They just might hate him for not being on there all the time. There's the weird character heel, you know, that is supposedly supposed to be the bad guy because he just screams evil. And I think Kane is always the representation of that, mm-hmm. you know, from the old WWE days. And then there's the kind of like I'm so good that you hate me heel. That might be the Hollywood Hulk Hogan's. That might be the Ric Flair. But Ric Flair was the thirtieth dirtiest player game, and then all that stuff. Um, so you get different variations. Then you get the faction heels because people are unstable, especially in New Japan where everybody's stable. Or you just think the NWO or you think D-Generation X. And then you get the heel because of what they did to become a heel, not that they're hated by the crowd. Like if you go to Baron Corbin today, crowd just hates him. That's why I hope he, when they get the live crowds back, he just wins uh, a title just to screw everybody over. It would be hilarious. But, you know, it's the, oh, I betrayed my own tag team partner. Uh, no, I did the big betrayal, like Dean Ambrose attacking Seth Rollins. Granted, that's when Roman had just announced the cancer return, but regardless. But, but there's a lot of things that come into it. And then I, the segment I thought that was interesting was Anoki um, uh, in Japan mm-hmm. when Big Van Vader came out. It, it just puts in this monster, and sometimes it's just destroying, destroying a beloved wrestler in that in that um yeah in that organization because you get the hokey stuff wrestling is kind of hokey you know they, they, they had the goblin gook for christ's sake yeah uh they came out in survivor series which was also i think the same survivor series that the undertaker came out into but it's easier to like heels or hate heels or how about this it's a pretty sure it's it's better to appreciate a good heel than it is to like a face because baby faces are so hard because how do you kind of get that in between because a lot of times we build that momentum to the faces that we like it's because they've worked hard and the underdog the kofi kingsons the sammy zanes when they have those crowning moments it really brings a tear to your eye because you know they've worked hard they put it into the case they never really had terrible matches you just like what they do and they're not just gifted they're not just gifted oh, a championship a la Sorry. roman reigns we have to tell Andrew, that uh, Star Trek sponsored us. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He'll lose his mind. Yeah. It's beautiful. And he wasn't here for it. Ah. <laughs> that would have been well, a beautiful moment. Well, you know, guys, he's the he's first non video game. I mean, God. Uh, right. That's surprising, too, with some clout. Yeah. There you go. Some clout. I didn't even know the responses. I just said it was valid. I, I love this, uh, was it this cavalcade of like horrible heels that they try to make? Here? Oh, yeah. Seven. Seven. Just leave it to Beaver. I mean, this is just, man. My goodness gracious! What yeah, what were they doing? Well, they're doing that right now. So let's let me give you an intro of how they're doing that now. So you have the hurt business on WWE, and then you have Retribution, mm. which is former NXT wrestlers Dominic Dijakovic, Shane Thorne, Brandon Williams slash Dio Madden. That's what they changed his name like twice. Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim, and they renamed them with dumbass names. They look like Bane from Dark Knight Rises. So there's T Bar, Mace, Slapjack. I wish I was making this up. 
That's literally what they have been dubbed as. That is their name. Um, and now they just revealed that Mustafa Ali is the leader of it. So it actually makes no sense. So here's the thing. Sometimes in wrestling, you put yourself in the corner and you realize it's chicken shit. Well, it's time to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, mm. you guys. And they're trying. But then you have MJF, who panders the crowd. Love him. I've been high on him for a while. Yeah. Um, he's still young. It's the promo skills. I sent you his state of AEW. Mm-hmm. And what he does, and I think what a lot of old school wrestling fans, include, not me, because I'm in a weird age where it's like 31. So I'm attitude era, but also I was part of the ruthless aggression era where I understood these were human beings now. But they keep kayfabe. They don't break it, making that they don't break their character even to the outside people. MJF, right. here's the thing about him. He gave a little kid a middle finger. Yeah, I saw it. When he asked yeah, right there. Here it is. And I, and I <laughs> loved it because it's so woolly inappropriate, but you're not supposed to like that guy because if you like the guy, then you get the Kevin Owens situation where yeah. he's a bad guy. He literally betrayed his own buddy, Sami Zayn, and put his bo- body over the floor, beating the hell out of him, doing the power, uh, the pop-up powerbomb onto the turnbuckle and you're supposed to be or on the outside of the ring you're supposed to be like oh this is terrible but everybody's cheering it so what is a good heel when you're cheering him all the time yeah because he's not a heel anymore but he's not a face because the idea is you want to buy the face's merchandise right right you want to move that merch but ironically i have a lot more heels shirts that i've bought as opposed to baby faces i mean some of the ideas now aj styles a hero i have his shirt adam cole baby now becoming a face on nxt but i have his shirt you know, Rusev, when he had Rusev Day, was one of the only few faces, so it was great. Well, he became a face, so it was good. But then, you know, I have a whole list of things, like Velveteen Dream. You know, that was a shirt I picked up. Now he, he does some weird stuff, so we don't wear that shirt anymore. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa, I have his shirt. A lot of heels, because there's something great about it. And what I'll tell you now, to get outside the character component, the wrestling moveset is kind of different, at least in Vince McMahon's eyes, and sometimes elsewhere, between a face and a heel, because a heel doesn't do flips. A heel doesn't do top uh, top rope maneuvers. A heel is always going to have the low blow. Mm. So you can't. It, it's such typecast. Whereas the face is going to do that high flying, um, you know, balls to the wall will hurt my body kind of for anything kind of um, championship because the heels are not supposed to do it. So when you get them that buck the trend. We both love it and we hate it as fans because, ah, it's not the same. And then, you know, there's a new way to kind of become a heel. I think what hurts heels a little bit more too, and I don't know if they touched on the show um, that we put on the YouTube link, is just the way social media is now mm-hmm. where if you're keeping character, you commit to the character because and, now if you're I showing – God, that's that's hard to commit to because that's like 24-7. You got to be that that person almost almost – yeah, so I can't hate a guy who's just playing video like, games like on he, his Twitch stream. Yeah, or if he's out at Publix, whatever, he's actually shopping legitimately for his food, you know, and somebody f- films him there. I mean, he can't just go into character right there. It's, that's uh, hard. T- tell that to Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> yeah. There's always stories. I mean, like, these guys aren't necessarily your friends. You got to look at that. But mm. it's it's interesting. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of get that dynamic. And it's something that's always going to expand because you have different stories. You see MJF and Cody and what he's about to do to Cody. Bam. Mm-hmm. Just the betrayal for mm-hmm. no reason. And you're like, all right. And then you have The Fiend, which is a supernatural, supposed to be evil, like Kane. But now they're making The Fiend into a little bit of a face. So let's transition to that, right? To modern-day wrestling, aside for what uh, Francisco learned. So let's talk about wrestling. New Japan, G1 Climax, still going. 
I don't know who's going to win, man. I still think they're going to do Kota versus Tanahashi, and then we're going to get Evil Kota versus Naito, to which Kota finally gets it. Because remember, you win the G1 Climax, you get a title shot guarantee for the championship at Wrestle Kingdom. But there's some layers of stories that are being brought into it. Sonata has beat his boy Naito. It was the first win that Sonata had in the G1 Climax tournament. What does Naito have besides the I, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship? The Intercontinental Championship, which is something that could perfectly fit around the waist of Sonata. Are we giving a hint that we're going to break up Los Ingobernables de Japón? Maybe. Remember, evil went evil, betrayed, went to Bullet Club, took the titles off of Naito, but then you know the universe righted itself and took out the trash and brought balance to the force, and henceforth... Naito has both belts because if he's going to lose it, lose it with the proper story and the proper build, not out of nowhere desperation to keep Bullet Club relevant. It's not even that cool anymore, Gato. Get over it. Um, so there's always that mindset. But there's some other names. Jay White, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a Jay White guy. I know he's talented for anybody who does listen to wrestling. Big ups on him for changing his look a little bit with the beard. But I, I just can't get involved too much into it. But... I can get behind it, but I think the natural story is just have Coda now that he's committed full time instead of being a free agent or you know doing some house shows or contracts coming into uh, New Japan. Let him have it. Let him get to it. Right over in AEW world, Cody's back this week. He's gonna have a dog collar match with Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Um, it should be good. My whole thing is that when you do gimmick matches especially something that's so rare because it's old school but you know some people don't even like strap matches so what's a dog collar match gonna make a crowd invested in right Mm. i don't know like i i get the story come from that you need to continue it to make the tnt championship better because no offense to john moxley but i just don't care about the AEW championship because what happened was once again cv hit lance archer was supposed to get a title shot he got the cv now they had to postpone a title match so you have to kind of up the ante but now you're really devaluing the main championship and now you're propelling this other championship and cody has said well you know the championship you know there is no important championship it's the one that matters the most the one that has the best story built and i agree with that but it's still it's still the title that looks the best the the aew world championship it's not the title that looks like part of an accessory to the red power ranger from the tv show that we grew up to but i do love what Brody lee is doing i'm happy that he's getting some success because he's a very smart intelligent wrestler who's very gifted for being nearly seven feet tall and putting in that work and I do love his burn because he said, I'm put that dog collar around your neck to cover that hideous tattoo because Cody, <laughs> love you. Terrible neck. Follow tattoo. you on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. You know, Charles the True. Uh, you know, I, I forgot yours finally. Mm. For weeks I had it. It's but, on um, the screen. You can see it's it. It's on there. the screen yeah. because I usually go Dan Frijoles and then I go FJOJR, there right? There you go. There you go. I had to remember it. And then Sports Goofs, Cody, follow us. We will always love to have you talk to us about why wrestling and such and such. But, man, that TNT Championship is not my favorite. But it's something that they have to do. And they're going to build into it, and we'll see. So AEW is getting that forward movement going. They're going to have a singles tournament. I think the logical story is going to be Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Former tag team champions now going to turn bitter enemies. I like it. We're going to give Omega that edge. He wants to be a singles wrestler. I think he might be the guy who eventually takes that title off of Moxley, too. And I can get behind it as well. This week, Jericho's celebrating his 30 years in wrestling. Interesting to see what they there. Interesting to see what they do there because he's been losing a lot to put over some guys like Orange Cassidy. But, you know, are we going to give him somebody new? Eddie Kingston, once again, boy, 
your your promo skills are top notch, and you already know it. You got that confidence to understand it. But um, you know what we can do with you? Because right now you're managing Butcher and the Blade, and the Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros are part of Death Triangle Pack. Packs over in England, stuck because of the CV. Very interested if we're gonna do kind of like a quasi thing, or are we gonna bring you back with LAX or Ortiz and Santana once they break away from the inner circle? So it's gonna be a slow build, but it's building into it. WWE. You know, as you see Cody with a dog collar match. Yeah. WWE. Raw and SmackDown building up to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is that structure where it's supposed to be the most intense, dangerous that's the situation. That's completely covered, right? The whole thing. Yes. The whole thing. That's what you know about Mick Foley when Taker threw him off the top of the building. He goes like, oh my god, they just killed Mrs. Foley's baby boy has been broken in half. Side note, you know, Ali is now leader of Retribution. I'm about it. I like it. I'm not amazed by Ali as a character. I know he's talented, but you just might be fixing this. You just might be, now it makes sense. A guy who has been repressed by management, because you got to remember, a year and a half ago, the guy was in the main event of Fastlane challenging for the WWE Championship, and then his push has been all completely lost. Push me, you're going to get the spotlight. So now making him a faction leader to right wrongs of what he felt he's been slighted for, I can get behind that storytelling. Especially if you break the fourth wall a little bit and be like, and F you, Vince, because you hmm. know me. I'll buy anybody shit that says Vince McMahon just needs to die. I don't know. He just needs to die. He's an okay guy sometimes. He just needs to like step it up a little bit with the wrestling or just step back and let you know Triple H take care of it. But if you bring in that edge intensity, because fans like that too. In storytelling, you want a little bit of honesty in there. So if you can bring that's what – isn't that what made the Attitude Era so good? Because Steve Austin really made you think that he hated Vince McMahon. Steve Austin really made you think that he would try to kill him to get a chance. And you rooted for Austin when he was fighting the machine. So if this is what you got to do to get it, I'm in for it. Why not? Hmm. Um, SmackDown, they're doing some weird stuff. We're getting Roman and Jay, part two in Hell in Cell. And Francisco, I love that match. The first one that they had, Class and Champions. I don't know if I'm going to love the Hell in a Cell match because it's a different kind of storytelling. But they had, they're building up Jay. They had him beat AJ Styles. And if AJ Styles puts you over, who is arguably the first or the second best performer on that roster, something good's coming your way. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, going to be in Hell in a Cell. That's fine. I'm ready for Randy to have that title. He should have had it four months ago. I'm ready for Drew to lose the title and get an opportunity when crowds come back in to be the leader of that, um, that establishment, that brand. There's other stuff that they're still building out there. I still love Sami Zayn and his whole Fidel Castro look going on there because he's the great liberator. So I'm like, all right, obvi- wrestling and storytelling. But I'm like, all right, you, he has like the green attire. He has like the green hat coming into it. He's got the beard. And I can't wait to see how he loses that momentum, loses the championship. Or does he turn face? I don't know. You know, because we're creating characters. So he's reprehensible right now. But we remember where he roots about being a good guy. So that's sometimes from a heel to a face when you're initially a face, mm. coming back full circle. But um, I told you about him. He had the little secret keys and stuff like that. Um, but let's talk about my love, NXT. There was a pay-per-view. TakeOver, TakeOver 31. You know, the last couple of TakeOvers were good. I didn't like In Your House that much. I thought it was too slow, but the one in August was good. Uh, now, TakeOver 31. The card um, starts out with Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. It was a good match, like a 3-7-5. We're really going to try to push um, Damian Priest as the big guy who's really just a kind of tweener of a haze, uh, of a face and a heel. Johnny Gargano, I don't know what else you got to do. I don't know what else there is to do except getting called up to the roster. And I don't even think that would be beneficial because even though you're talented, and that's Shotzi Blackheart, she's going to be hosting Halloween Havoc on October 28th for NXT, mm-hmm. so it'll be another special themed edition. And that's a good thing about the two shows being on on Wednesdays, because they're always going to try to one-up each other. That's Tony Storm, 
She is the former United St- or the United Kingdom Women's Championship. Now she's on NXT full time. Um, so Gargano and him, that was a good match. You could have been a little bit better. Sure, Kushida and Velveteen Dream. For Kushida, it was a godsend because that means he's going to get a title shot probably at Finn because you need to build that in. You need new feuds. You need new um, new main stars. You need new characters getting opportunities. You can't retread everything you know, with the same stories over and over again because that's how you get fatigued. Tag team titles weren't defended. Everybody has CV. That's why. <laughs> Women's Championship, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, it was fine. It was a good match. There was some weird, like, you know, weird storytelling going on in segments because Johnny comes out with the referee shirt trying to ca- fast count for his wife and whatever. I, I don't like that. I like NXT to be my more true traditional wrestling as opposed to the soap opera stuff. But at the very end, Ember Moon came back. She had recovered from, I believe, double Achilles surgeries on both her Achilles. And then, you know, she was out of like work for about 18 months or, you know, out, not out of work, but out of the ring for 18 months. So good for her. And then you have Tony Storm and now she, she's coming back. But I'm just like, what are we going to do? That roster and that division, man, is so stacked that either Yo is getting called up soon or Yo is getting called up soon, which she probably will off their Survivor Series. Or... Um, they're just going to take more of the women's tag team from NXT and put it in there because they have the NXT or they have the women's tag team championships to defend. But let me talk about the match that mattered so much. Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, can I just tell both of you thank you? Because I was satiated. I was fulfilled. Because I knew the other matches in the card were just going to be good to fine. But you guys put on a 20-plus minute foray of great storytelling, physicality, I loved it. Both mouths were busted. There was blood coming in there. Kyle O'Reilly, who I always felt was underrated because every tag team pay-per-view that he had when he was defending the title's Undisputed Era was just fantastic, and he's always been healthy. He's just very cerebral. He has a mixture of MMA and submission wrestling. He's a tiny guy, but he fights big. And then Finn Balor's been doing good given the opportunity that he has to carry this brand now that Karrion Cross got hurt because, you know, cards subject to change. But... The match was just beautiful, and I tell people when they think wrestling is just purely silly, watch that match. Hmm. You know, you want to see the soap opera? Watch Roman and Jay. You want to see the physicality of, like, two men fighting over a title, and it felt a little bit like heavyweight, even though both guys are probably under 200. Um, Finn looks like he hasn't had a carb in, like, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and when him strumming the guitar, I love it. I'm ready for him to go back to the main roster, because you guys got to remember he was on the main roster, got pushed down because he's just too talented in there, but uh, I'm loving it. The match was so good. They told a story about um, an abdominal injury done to Kyle because Finn kicked him, and people didn't know if it was a legitimate injury or not, and that's the whole beauty about wrestling. If I can't tell, that means you are selling it so mm-hmm. well that you have done your job. I was enthralled. I knew Kyle wasn't going to win, but damn it, man. I felt it, and there was storytelling on Finn's legs because Kyle's attacking because one of Finn's finishers, the coup de grace, which is a double stomp off the top turnbuckle. So if I'm stopping that, if I'm preventing that, we're building to it. It was physical. I, I felt like Randy, since we mentioned South Park, I felt like Randy when uh, you know he just basically has the ejaculant on him yeah. at the end. That was me because, guys, it was just good. Look at this clothesline that he's about to do. And he botched it a little bit, but he got him. And when you heard it, the sound was there. And then straight to the Pele, or the Pele kick leading into it, it, it was just good. And at the very end, you get a little taste of what the future is going to be like because Ridge Holland comes out dropping Adam Cole's dead body basically oh to the ground. Um, so it took out a little bit, but not. But then it's going to solidify Kyle and – Adam as faces and I think they're going to break up with Bobby and Roderick Strong as they become heels so sometimes that's what happens and especially these guys are going to get called up but the match was just pure good technical wrestling with aggressiveness 
some hard strikes. It felt like watching a New Japan match in WWE, basically. Mm. And I loved it. It was great. And it's going to be match of the year because nothing's going to change that. Granted, I love Roman and Jay, but the wrestling was just average. It was the storytelling and the uh, and the soap opera aspect of it. But this, this, this was my shiz, as <laughs> they cool kids say. And that's all I got for you this week. All righty. Okay. I think we're I think we're good, man. I think we'll uh, we'll end it on that note. Heat game just started. They're tied seven seven. So that's the only update I'm gonna give, and then I'm gonna check up in half an hour, and we'll see what goes down from there. Three one between the Yanks and the Rays at this moment, and yeah, that's it, man. Uh, thanks everybody for whoever joined us and. Whoever's going to listen to this in the future, because i got to post all this to all the other networks and podcasts and all that stuff so everybody can listen to it later. I'm done. I'm going to make some ramen. I'm out. Later, everybody. Foul ball. Line drive to left center. A two-out single. Coming up, Ricky Goody.